I'm, I might get flamed for this a little bit. I have Surdy. Oh my god. I knew. No I, I honestly thought, I honestly knew you were going to do this. I have Surdy, man. I gotta have Surdy. Slayer. No All right, Slayer leaving means he has Surdy too. Has TDS, 30 you gotta well. go. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. I think, okay. I think that's stupid. I think that's stupid. I have Faisal. Faisal is. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Salt Mine. We've got a four-person panel back on for season two, episode seven, fresh off the end of the NACL regular season. My name is Gordo. I'm joined by Slayer, Bonfire, and TDS on today's episode. Welcome to the show, guys, as we have rounded out a real big season of the NACL here. We've had more promotions to the LCS, I feel like, this split than we have had in quite a while, or at least more successful ones with, uh, you know, Insanity and APA. And we're going to count our Mayo, too, all coming up in LCS. Our boy Shaden also moving up to play his first LCS game just today. We are recording this Wednesday night after the LCS just started. So, been a real successful we're season, late for that I one, think. Right? What was that, TDS? For the first time, we're not late on a promotion. Like, last time, we were late on, I think, technically both. So, this time um, around. True, true. We're, like, right on time. We're about as, I mean, we're about as on time as we were with Spyrax. Like, it, when it was Spyrax, yeah. we were recording while he debuted. <laughs> At least now we're, like, a little bit late to the Shaden debut. So, been a lot of fun. Uh, how do you guys feel about the season overall, given that fact? I feel like it's done a lot for the perception of the NACL. I feel like people are really starting to turn around on NA talent. I know I say this every year, uh, but it feels like it might really be true this time, especially with how well the mid laners in particular have, have been able to do. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's an overall win. Uh, for like everybody right now, it feels like the NACL. I I don't know the exact viewership statistics, so statistically, I don't know if it's a win. It feels like there's more people watching the NACL, um, and also the fact that they have the uh, revenue share on subs is also just helpful to the teams. I think the I think the talent, uh, the crew, and the talent around the NACL have done a lot of good jobs to really engage a lot of people. Obviously, Gordo talked about the the players getting promoted as well, and you're starting to see the ripple effect and. There's already talks about what certain LCS teams should do to get more North American oriented. I know I've had my fair share with uh, Bonfire over there about his Liquid Squad, and I'm sure they're, they're really we're really heading out of the NACL on a high note. And the only way to crush it will be the off season. And uh, while yeah. I am scared that something in the off season could crush it, uh, it's fun to come out of it up at least. Yeah, it feels like, um, especially with how FlyQuest has been doing this split in their main team, that like surely people start to recognize that homegrown talent is where it's at. You know, the failure of Vikla um, and uh, how Piosic and Summit on Team Liquid have been meh, Ruby's been meh. Like, foreign talent isn't always better. And uh, I hope teams start to recognize that. I will say it's we're never going to get to an all NA um, LCS, it's just not possible um or plausible i suppose but realistically i think that there's starting to be a niche community built for the nacl and uh, i i do think that the success of you know apa and jojo even kind of starting the trend blabber uh and, and then also like every single time there's an mvp uh for the lcs you know vote for your mvp it's all like four or five of them have been in academy so 
I, I think people are really starting to recognize it. And, uh, you know, this is how we win worlds, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's step forward. Yeah. No, on that, on that subject, right, not just the fact that, you know, NA talent can compete, but I feel like what, what really kind of struck me this last week, and it was kind of after watching Spyrax, and now I think it's been reaffirmed watching Shaden today. Like, at this point, look at the players who have kind of touched both leagues throughout this season, right? APA, Insanity, Balulu, Eminus, Hauntzer, Wild Turtle, Unforgiven, Winsome, Tomo, Diamond, all these guys. Like, there's been like a fifth of the league has gone back and forth throughout this season already. And almost all of them are the same freaking dudes that they were in NACL. It's like, it really doesn't feel like a lot of players are having, like, this crazy adaptation period where, like, you show up to the LCS and it's a totally different game and you gotta sink or swim and, you know, the whole narrative that it feels like has built up around the years about how you know, LCS is a totally different ball game from NACL. Really doesn't seem like that. Really seems like mid to low tier LCS is pretty dang close to high tier NACL. And you know, hopefully people start to really realize that and that could give some more mobility between the two levels and make it much easier for star players to emerge through this dev system. Well, one thing that kind of it's good, it's the fact that they are also realizing that if you put someone to fail, they are likely to fail. Like, don't we we cannot now obviate, obviate the fact that a lot of the talents that were popping up were debuting on IMT, on Dignitas, on like teams that were doomed to fail anyway. So if they are doomed to fail, they kind of were already put in a tough spot. But now that at the very least, uh, I would put like Barring Spyrax, which debuted in a three and I, I don't remember the, the scoreboard, like a really low fly quest, and I don't think his debut was bad even then. That is the, the others are debuting on EG that is doing good enough, so they don't really worry about uh shading doing bad or good. Same for APA debuting in a team that was middling, but the talent there was good enough that if they changed things, it was going to go upwards. And I think TL was going to get towards playoffs anyway so it's a team that at the very least wasn't in a doom spot and then tsm even though they are not the most like and i don't think their situation is the best they debuted him at the start Ooh. of the split which you cannot go into something doomed when you're zero and zero like you're at the very least starting neutral so tsm did start in a good spot for insanity and the bar was so low after as well because of how bad ruby was like I'm surprised Bonfire said Ruby was mad. Ruby was shit. I'll just go out and say it. He was really bad. Tell me how you and, really and feel. Yeah, like I, I'm sorry, but Ruby was not even close to what I would expect for anyone playing in in LCS to go for. And Insanity was able to prompt that up. So overall, I think that the situation also improved in the players that were tried out, and it's just not the doom situation that a lot of others were debuted on. And to add on top of that, also quickly with the uh, NACL situation. I also like the fact that we're coming into the realization that second division shouldn't worry too much about the eyes that are on them because the eyes that should be on them should be the team size, not really the people size. That like there is a clear di difference in that. And that's something that in football you don't really see the like the second division that much. You see if you're of the city realistically, or if your team uh, re got relegated there, because in football there is relegations. But apart from that, and I'm going to make the, the distinction, by the way, football slash soccer. 
there is relegation. So you do get, get the opportunity to see your team there. But in here, you really have to focus on the fact that teams have to be the ones looking at you and willing to try you out. Not really the people. The people are an extra if you can get it. But really, the factor here is trying to prompt them up by the teams. Yeah, I, I think also kind of going off that, I like that you talked about TL and TSM just because I think that it's almost a perfect middle ground of like these talents aren't being put on terrible teams where they're doomed to fail. They're not being put on great teams because look, as much as I love MNS, there's just no way, no matter how, how poorly he did, Cloud9 was going to fail. It's the middle ground, right? APA had an immediate impact. Sandy had an immediate impact. TSM's not where they're at without insanity. And realistically, TL was kind of floundering around with Harry in the mid lane. So I, I, I do think it's cool to see that these players are being put on teams where they have an opportunity to make an impact um, rather than being just, you know, oh, they're going to succeed no matter what or they're going to fail no matter what. Yeah, definitely agree there. And we're going to get into our all pro teams in a second here just to highlight, you know, 15 best players of uh, probably a little bit more, actually, because there's no way we have the exact same three dudes in every role. So going to be a lot of players no to shot. talk about, and that's going to take up a lot of time. I do want to talk about one other thing really quick before we get into that, though, um, which is kind of just a personal rant, but I'm sure you guys are going to have takes, too. So Team Fish Taco uh, swapped top laners this last week. Uh, Lunasia just vanished, and Soul came in. And regardless of their performance, there's no public statement anywhere about why this change was made, what's going on with Lunasia, right? Like, was it his choice? Was it the team's choice? Was it known in advance and, like, a big team decision? Was it an emergency and Lunasia is going to be back for the relegation tournament? No idea. And that's bananas to me like ostensibly right this is like a team that wants to build like a brand and a fan base and i have no idea how you expect fans to give a shit about your team if players just vanish and nobody says anything it's bizarre to me yeah i mean yeah i was just gonna say this is what happens when you don't have pr or like an org you know, this is what I was concerned about with Cincinnati Fear when they first came in, but they handled it really well last split. But this is just like, I mean, you need an org. You need somebody behind you who's going to make sure that you don't get into PR nightmares. And I don't think yeah. TFT has that. They're like, they're well, still tweeting too. They're like posting yeah. clips and being like, root for us today, guys. But like, with, like completely ignoring the fact that us is 20% different than it was last week. It's <laughs> so strange. <laughs> Yeah, like the, I guess, like if you want to play, if you want to do the benefit of the doubt thing, the the only scenario in my head that I think makes somewhat sense to them not making an update is that they quite literally couldn't find Lunasia. At first, that's what I thought could be the issue, and they don't want to tweet out like, "Oh, hey, we haven't heard from Lunasia." Just so you guys know, we know nothing. Just like you don't know, because that could cause like maybe a panic. Harry Cow is like a that. missing person right now, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Only yeah. Eric Rose. Yeah, something like that. But, like, at this point, us not having heard anything makes, like, zero sense. Like, I, that's, like, that was, like, maybe grasping at straws that that was the issue on maybe, like, Saturday after their first game mm -hmm. of that set. But, 
yeah, it's just kind of inexcusable by this point. So, some either something is is really wrong, or somebody's just really lazy. That's all it really is at this point. Well, yeah, and it's not like you have to do the tell-all like confessional, right? No. Of like these yeah. are the exact details of what's happening. Just be like, there's you could just be like, there's a situation, and we are putting in soul. Like you could you would be that vague if you For really want reason. to. Yes, I was going to ask that, like because I haven't checked their Twitter. Do they even say no. they're going to play literally soul nothing instead no. of Lunasia? No. Soul's name no, they, is nowhere. They have the pinned tweet with the roster still that still says it's Lunasia. Soul's name is not mentioned anywhere on their Twitter. Soul doesn't mention anything on his Twitter. There's nothing well, on Soul Lunasia's retired Twitter. technically. <laughs> yeah, Soul yeah. was retired until last week. So yeah, maybe they were I'm just hoping sure nobody would notice. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Hold on a second. Something's off about this TFT team. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe Sol and Lunasia were the same player all this time, and that's why Eden was doing. Maybe that. the real new, maybe the real Lunasia was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So that's super confusing to me. I have no idea what's going on with Lunasia. Um, yeah, I right. don't know. That's I, I just wanted to bring that up. I just wanted to say, right. Team Fish Taco, what's what's going on there, guys? <laughs> like I don't know. I'm a big fan of the, the, the some of the representatives of the org, at least the people that I know uh good dudes really communicative um so there must there's something going on there and i don't know what it is yeah something must have happened because it clearly affected what they were thinking about in all the weekend since they looked completely and absolutely lost in every game second those six baby it's been achieved <laughs> like, yeah Speak, speak i have of so that. many things i want to say but i hate them so <laughs> Well, before before TDS lights an org on fire here. Uh, <laughs> speaking of 06, I did want to, before we get all pros congratulate the first six O's, and there's yeah. two of them. So congrats to uh, Fly C which one was and Fear. Uh, that's the funny thing. I don't know which one. Was, I I want to say it was Fly C because I know they were about ten minutes ahead of Fear's game. So I think FlyQuest had the first six O, but it was quite okay. literally by fifteen or twenty minutes. Fair. which That's is crazy because we haven't had one all, all year yep. or split excuse me yeah and it wasn't tlc which is the funniest part right like oh, the number their, one team actually ones. never six zero. they love their never five ones five five ones yeah five five ones and a two four that's that's how they roll <laughs> ignore the two four <laughs> it was two four right it was their worst week yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah it was two four the worst we did all right well that's all I wanted to say. That's the only mention Team Fish Taco is going to be getting in today's episode. I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, so... How funny would it have been if we just didn't mention it just like they hadn't? Well, yeah. I don't. I, it, but as one last point, I don't think the broadcast knows either. I was like combing nope. through the broadcast trying to see if they had some kind of announcement there. And they were just like, yeah, Soul's coming in. So what do we think about Soul? And it, it, so it's like... And you know, that, no flame to them. Obviously, it's even if they know, it's not on them to break the news. But right, very right, strange. Right. All right. Well, with that, with that drama aside, just because there's not going to be a good chance to address it later, and it's going to be old news by the time we're back next week in a in a more regular format. Let's get into some of our all pro teams. Uh, love to keep this going after our first split. Uh, just have everybody talk about who their top three players are in every role. It's a fun conversation that we get to have around LCS uh, every split when it happens. And in NACL, it's kind of limited more to just the most valuable prospect. Uh, and that's about it. So 
want to want to seize an opportunity here uh, to give more more broad of a view towards who we feel like the top prospects are in each specific position um, from top to bottom. So I figure should, let's you know whoever wants to go, go first can say like their first candidate, and then we'll talk about them and say where we rate them, and then. As we go through, if we have people who have rankings that haven't been addressed, bring them up, and I'll figure out a good way to convey this with a graphic in the video afterwards. <laughs> I was going to say, from, do we want to do bot, bottom to top? First? Ooh, yeah. we can do bottom, we to do bottom to top. top. That could be spicy. Let's do bottom to top, sure. Because then there's a little mystery. It's more fun. Sure. I mean, but if somebody like, else yeah. mentions somebody mm -hmm. else's first, I think we're going to have to confess that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that could be fun. Let's. Yeah, sure. That's a good idea, Slayer. All right. How about you lead us off? Give us your give us your number three. Let's start off with the top lane. Let's go top to bottom. Okay. Top right, to good. bottom in well, rolls, bottom to top in ranks. Okay. <laughs> so you want me to just go? Okay. <laughs> it's going to get spicy right off the bat, folks. So Sounds I, good. I hope you know that. Uh, my third all pro top laner is the relegation tourney bound quacker Ooh. i'm putting quacker Ooh. as the third team all pro that's probably my spiciest hit uh, i'll just keep rolling through because i'm sure we're gonna talk about this uh perry is my third team jungler from fear uh and then i have i have the dsg boys uh young uh, or young and sorry no not the D young is the mid laner arrow is my ad carry on the third team from tlc and then Kim down is support. So the the bot the TLC bottom lane is third team bot. Uh, Young, the DSG mid laner Perry from Fear and Quacker from Supernova. So that's all right. That's my third team all pro. Cool. Let's go like let's go like one by one roll rolls here and and chat about them as we get through. Uh, to round out top, I have I have Quacker third team as well. Actually, I'm I'm right on yes! the baby. I gotta give it <sighs> to him. Uh, the Slayer Gordo same pick. Me it is, dude. Like, so my my big criteria for all team, uh, all pro top laners for, uh, and I feel like my three guys are the only three guys I can really say this about are, they're top laners who you can actually like play through and have a chance at successfully winning a game through snowballing through top. I feel like there's a lot of top laners in the league who you can develop leads through. Um, but there's very few, maybe four, arguably, who you can, like, reliably win through uh, and convert those leads across the rest of the map. I think Quacker's one of those dudes. I mean, if you're going to win a game on Supernova, it's going to be because Quacker's popping off. Uh, he's got, like, the highest KP percent other than Surdy for any top laner. Um, he's super crucial to that team's success. Uh yeah, and I mean, if we were giving out rookie of the split as well, I would also give that to Quacker. He's he's had a monstrous first split in the NACL, and uh, if I'm someone like AOE or if I'm a team whose top laner gets called up to the LCS next split, I'm looking at Quacker because I'm not so yeah. confident about their ability to remain in the NACL, but I think Quacker should still be there. Okay. I, I, I guess I'll say mine because I don't have Quacker, so we can talk about why I don't have Quacker. I have Zamuda. Uh, I think did take a little bit of a step back from that, you know, last split and uh, wasn't the best player, but I still think um, was head and shoulders above most of the rest. And uh, I, I, I don't think we hear Big Z's name enough. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. I've got Zamudo and that's nothing against Quacker. It was a really tough decision for me. Um, I just think Zamudo had some better performances and I think that uh, showed some really good champions. And so I got it with Z, Zamudo. Dude, I was, over 
<laughs> I was thinking Quacker as well originally, but oh, I'm glad that there's a, a slight divide, a slight divide between colors and PVPs because I'm all I also put Samudo third. Oh, I oh, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't put him higher because I do think that there's two better than him, but he's been performing really well with Wildcard. First split in the NECL, doing an amazing job, didn't take much to adapt. It has a really nice pool to play around with. And I do think that the dip that a wildcard has taken recently has close to nothing to do with him in my eyes. I feel like he's been still the most consistent or one of the most consistent members in that team. And if he stays in wildcard, he's going to do great. But I would guess that he's going to go higher next split as well. So, yeah, my thing with uh, Zumudo so is... Okay, yeah. I, I think he just dies in side lanes too much. I think that's that's really that's really my sole reason for leaving Zamudo off the list. I think he's my favorite player in the NACL. Uh, I love all the crazy off the wall picks. Um, you know, I love the trajectory he's on. Um, big trajectory guy. The best players for LCS always end up being these guys who just kind of come out of nowhere and have have great runs. Um, Zamudo's in that category, fresh off his training with LS, having only really played like a split of amateur before. Uh, I'm really excited for him coming into the future. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's just, I think he's just not quite there. He's, he's always like an inch away from making some bananas play where he like solo kills, uh, the opponent or he like one V twos and trades back. He's often so very close to that and doesn't quite get there. If he can start turning those plays into successful ones, I think he'll be like a top tier top laner. I just think he's not quite there yet. And he's going to be just, just barely off my list. Yes. Yeah, Zamudo came in as my fourth too. Like if I, if I made like an honor for mentions, he'd be fifth for roster. Me. Uh, he would be fourth. For me, uh, my thing is the logic out because Gordo obviously highlight a lot of the points that I like about Quacker and why he's above him. But from a from a simplistic perspective of when you look at Supernova versus Wildcard, I think one thing that we all maybe we don't all agree on that, but I definitely agree. And it kind of alludes to my later picks is that Zamudo I don't think is the most important player on Wildcard or oh, yeah. wasn't this split. And I think Quacker is far and away the most important player on Supernova. And even if you think it's Zamudo on wildcard, Quacker is so much more integral to the success of Supernova in a game than Zamudo can be. And for that pure reason, uh, I put him up there. Also, the fact that he can also bust out. I mean, he played a, di a diverse amount of champions too. Not Zamudo level, um, but... He started out dominating a couple of games on Supernova for Supernova, uh, playing like Tank. He played Cassante, had a lot of really good games, and then he finishes the split playing like Trindamir and and having you know a pretty good game. I mean, he's he's partial. I'm pretty sure it was a Renek was it a Renekton game? The one the one game they won last week against. Yeah, it was like Disguise. I remember. He yeah, had a huge Renekton game. He had a huge. Yeah, he was like two zero and one at like ten minute or like twelve minutes or something like that. He's the only reason Supernova were able to get out of the early game and scale in to win that game. So if if you if anybody at home listen doesn't think Quacker should be here, I implore you to go back in the vods and watch Supernova's one win of week six against Disguise because well, he is quite literally the reason. That's you actually. That's why I don't think Quacker deserves to be here. Even eleven twenty five. Team record has to matter it's, at some top point. Top lane does not matter, man. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. This is this is very much a professional sports kind of thing that I'm taking over. But like, if you are the second to worst team in the league, you you you're just. I mean, he's my fourth, but I think that like you just can't. Dude, be. He, There's just no way. 
but he, yeah. he was so good despite how bad like what what plays outside of supernova on the rest of the roster do you remember that wasn't a quacker play like I, you, I, people remember I, keel I, plays people remember soligo plays but, but nobody but, no cares whole argument if you could play and win through a, 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 a through that lane and then he just said top lane doesn't matter so you can't play through through it's, it's, um, it's you can't do it consistently. I don't think yeah. listen, I don't think I don't think you could put any other top laner in this league in Supernova and win more games than Quacker made one. Yes. Then they wouldn't make yes. a first, they wouldn't make a team for me. I think that team success matters a, 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 That's some fair. amount. That's fair. We'll revisit this when when it's a TL Quacker or Fly C Quacker, <laughs> Quacker and yeah. he's the best in the league. So then, then I don't think he earns it. All right, let's oh, uh, show it there. Oh. It just reminds me to Surdy on TL first last split, where he was looking good, but it was TL first, yeah. and his team was bad for a reason. Like it doesn't matter how how electric you are, it always brings the argument to my mind: Does he shine because he's the be he's the shiny part of the trash can? Yeah, like, I will. Is, is I will that see really that. the reason why. But like that's, that's the thing. Like a, a like a thirty percentish win rate is not that bad. Like it's not like they were TL first. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, but it reminds me of uh, uh, going higher into the LCS. River had that as well at the beginning when he came to the LCS, where people were saying that he was really good, but he wasn't a bad team. And then when he get, went out to a better team and showed that he was really good, it was clear that it was his skill. And I think that's what Quacker needs, because I do think that he's good, but also like his shining moments just make me think Supernova has nothing else to shine <laughs> really exactly. so if it's only quacker i want to see him shining in somewhere else that he can really prove that it's him mostly okay. i guess yeah. it's just me and gordo taking stock early with this that's yeah, what we're doing that's fair that's fair we, got, we each layer. have different rookie top laners we can <laughs> can crown ourselves a little bit i guess like zamuda played in like proving grounds and stuff but not at the academy level um right. so let's move on to jungle now. third team yeah uh who is who's your jungle third team against slayer it's been it's Sorry, been like an hour Perry. now so Perry. Yeah, sorry, Perry. Shout out his uh, his solo queue stream. So he's he's fun to talk to. But yes, he's my third okay. for jungle. I'll let's we'll go left to right first, and then then we can chat about more of them. Perry's not on my list. I have UG third. Ooh, I have Perry fair. I'm, I also I'm actually third. more surprised with Gordo having UG third. I'm honestly more you think UG's more surprised with that too, one. Too low, or you you don't have him at all. Too low. I think. I, I think. Or oh, well, oh. I think he's lower than I would have put him because I yeah. put third. I was thinking Perry, but then I like went back a bit and I put Tomio third. Wow. So that means. Oh, so then God. I have uh, my top two contain a player that most of you guys don't have at all, which is interesting to me. So I guess we'll find out how that goes. I kind of think yeah, I know I... which player you have third, by the way. Well, I have UG or, third. Or no, <laughs> higher. Yeah, the second I mean. That's because I, I said don't it. have UG on mine. Okay. UG is so, not there for me. You don't have UG at all. I can see that. I, I like so here. I I have massive respect for Perry. Uh, he's he's on my dynasty team, so know <laughs> that I have I have some degree of faith of in Perry. I think he will be on LCS eventually. Um, mm -hmm. I just think he had kind of a quiet split. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like I think fear was real up and down. Um, and I think when they were up, it was just so much more through Shochi. Uh, and I think like the Shochi Perry mid jungle duo wasn't even like as big as like Shochi is like an individual like unlocking himself building his own leads and then spreading them with Perry rather than Perry being the instigator of those leads so I don't know I think it was a really talented jungle split I just think I, I think Perry's a close fourth for me but um my top three are like firmly in there uh yeah 
Let's talk yeah, about I quit quickly. Yeah, I for me it's a lot of um, it's a lot of recency bias. I'm gonna be honest. Sure. Um, because I think the way that Perry closed out the split uh, was very good. I, I I think what I liked the most about what I saw from Perry in these last couple weeks, because despite the fact that Fear went six zero, they actually played at least half their games they were losing at mid game. I want to say they were losing both the AOE games to kick off the week, which was yeah. really rocky. Uh, and it was partly because they put Shochi on Kaisa, which obviously, and when when he hit those item spikes that we all know about the hybrid Kaisa build, it was game over. But how did Fear survive a lot of those games? I think Perry was that stabilizing factor. I think it was three weeks ago. Uh, I came on here and I was talking about because we were we were praising Shochi. I think at some point we get. I think we gave him prospect of the week, um, and we were like, yeah. "Here's the problem with Fear, though." If he doesn't show up, they're completely shut out, and they're not gonna—they're not gonna win anything. I've now retracted that take, uh, and it is because of Perry. And for that logic, in my mind, I believe he earns this third team spot. Yeah, I'll—I'll I'll pile on the Perry love because I have him as my third. I think that um, you talked about fear being up and down, and I think the—the the fact that. When they were up, I think with the jungler, that's where like a lot of the shot calling comes through. Now, obviously, I can't hear their comms. I don't know if Perry's literally the one calling every shot, but um, a lot of that falls on the jungle to create leads for the you know the lanes and to stabilize, not get invaded, neutral objectives. There's just so much on a jungler's plate, and it feels like without Perry, this team loses a lot of that stability and kind of gives into those worst weeks that they had, and uh, and so that's why I gave it to Perry. But it was it was tough. I will yeah. give you that. It was not easy. Jungle, I think, was one of the harder roles, and we will get into this, to pick this split. So my argument here for Perry, or not for voting for Perry here, because I originally had him in mind, but then looking back, I think his start of the split really wasn't that convincing. And I think that's what takes me away from putting him higher, because I feel like, first of all, I value more what Shoshi provides for fear than what Perry provides. And after that, I think that the start from Perry was a bit more lackluster compared to what I was expecting because I, coming off of the previous split, one of the big factors, and I kind of remember this, I, I had Perry as one of my big three junglers from the previous split. Yep. And then coming to this one, the way that he impacted, and also like uh, adding onto that, I didn't have Shochi that high either in, in terms of the mid laners from the previous split coming into this one. And then, seeing the divide between how much impact Shochi has had compared to Perry kind of put me off a bit of, of where I saw Perry here and instead made me kind of want to put someone higher because I do think that Tomio, even though he's had uh, failings here and there, I do think that at the very least, he's one of the, of the better players that you can see in the league. And he kind of is part of the failing of DSG as well, or not the failing, the failures of DSG in some degree, but it's not his individual pro uh, prowess as a player, because I still think that he's one of the better individual players. It's just that there's other things involved, but that's why I feel like I like Tomio a bit more than Perry so far, because at the very least, Tomio is where I could expect to see him. That's fair. I think Tomio was in consideration for me. Um, I think... He's just so much more of an enabler to me than, like, a carry player. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't be up here as an enabler. Like, my number one I have on here, because I think he's the best enabler um, in the league. But Tomio, I think, comes close to that. But 
uh, I don't know. I just wanted to favor junglers that created their own leads uh, when doing all pro specifically is what leaves Tomio off for me. Yeah, it's a fair one. And because I know Gordo, you had uh, UG. UG. So chat about UG. Yeah, if you guys have them higher, you can say where you have them. I suppose. I don't. I don't have them on my list. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's partially. I'll explain it more in later picks, but it's partially, I'll say now, it's because I think there's players on Fly C that impressed a lot more individually this year for me. Okay, fair enough. I have a couple of Fly C appearances on here. I'm not going to lie about that. And they're second seed. They deserve it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, th to give my notes on Yuji, just because I guess we didn't talk about him very much, uh, I think he's got the best carry potential of any jungler in the league. Uh, kind of splitting off from my point on Tomio. Uh, I think he's great on the Assassins. He's great on the Viego. Um, he's like a 1v9 carry type jungler. Um, and that's just like a big highlight to me, uh, especially on a team that's already so filled with talent. The fact that he, on these picks like the Kindred, the Kha'Zix earlier in the season, the Viego, he's just such a massive threat um, and continues to be so. I think he's he's just such a great mechanical player. Um that earns him the spot for me. And TDS, it sounds like you have him higher, right? Yeah, I have him second. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I well, I, we yeah, already talked about Yuji. You can say where he is. I'll, I'll, but I'll, I won't go much into detail just yet. But, like, I just value him a bit higher, especially for what he provides for Fly in general. Okay. Bonfire, no Yuji on your list? Yuji is also on my list, maybe possibly okay we'll see right. I, I think we have to go to the mid lane first in the third don't tell me all right let's get let's get fair. to mid lane third team let's yeah. do t let's go right to left okay tds your your third team mid what was yours 13 uh, mid. oh i was yeah, gonna, we're doing mid. oh oh mine okay because i did yeah, i yeah. do realize i spoiled my beginning i had young mm. young okay so i don't i have young in my list but it's not the third wow. mine is dark wings Ah, That's I really line. want to do that, TDS. I really, uh, I love it. I love it. And my reasoning here is for something that we've been talking about quite a bit in the previous episodes of the Salt Mind. You can check them out. They are on the bots. Uh, it's talking about the. But the thing with the Dark Wings for me is that it he and it's something we talked about previously the fact that he can carry so well and he is forced into being banned out so much from his team from uh from the enemy team and i think that particularly for what aoe likes to play with they need desperately someone like dark wings that will always be a carry threat like if if they had a different mid laner that could be of equal skill to dark wings but didn't play the carry threat uh performance Maybe comparing it to someone, maybe like comparing Darkwings to Spyrax, I would argue, because I feel like Spyrax is a bit more on the supportive side and Darkwings is more, is more on the carry side. I think AoE doesn't qualify with Spyrax, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I think that they desperately needed someone with the carry potential that, that Darkwings has, and then the enabling that the team was able to provide was really good. Maybe I'm being too harsh because I do think, I, I do value Will quite a lot in, in, in AoE as well, but... Uh, the, the argument is that I think Darkwings is the number one reason why AoE is where it is right now. And one of the big improvements is that after they were able or enable him even more so than compared to the previous wings, uh, to the previous uh, weeks, 
they were beginning to ramp up on their victories. And that's the main thing to me is that they played well around Darwin's and allowed for him to carry. I'm excited uh, to challenge you on that later, TDS. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Whoa. This episode's going to be three hours, by the way. It's um, going to be like two hours. What? If I resign uh, myself to it, it's fine. Geez. I'll edit it all tomorrow. Start... This will drop Friday morning. I was going to say at a certain point, we might just have to start flying through these players, but we'll see. Um, I have uh, Saligo. Um, wow. We're going to need yeah. like every mid laner in the league on this list. <laughs> well, I think mid this split was a bit, I, I think the role a bit was top heavy. And by top mm -hmm. heavy, I mean like top two heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think you, like I number three could really be any number of players. It's just about what you value. And um, I just like what I saw out of Saligo. And I, I, I think for wildcard, it was a team that I wasn't really expecting a lot out of if you go back to my preseason rankings i had them as number seven so obviously i wasn't really sure what to expect out of them and saligo was the one name that i did recognize and he still kind of like impressed me even though i knew who he was and um i'm kind of always the more casual guest brought on the show and uh when i was watching i was just like man saligo's doing pretty well so I got to give it to Saligo. I don't would not be you know disappointed if you guys were mad at me for that. But in, for my in my eyes, I thought Saligo had a very good split. I'll quickly say it is very on brand that Bonfire picks the Lissandra spammer. I'm yeah, saying. I do love Lissandra. I do love my Ice Queen. This is true. Dude does love his Lissandra. All right, uh, my third is uh, my third is Spyrax. Um, what it is i'm the biggest spyrax hater in the world so that's why you know it means something when i put spyrax in third god damn it because uh i think especially his second round robin has just been nutty i think he's actually like really shown up in this second round robin i called out when he got called up to lcs that i was like hey the spyrax guy he's been very good the last couple of weeks um but hasn't been that throughout his whole career and that's why i was kind of down on him coming in didn't show up great in LCS, but even when coming back down from LCS, I think he's looked just as good, if not better. Um, you know, 6-0 in this last week. I think a lot of that is Spyrex performing very well. I think he's really actually kind of started to come into himself these last three weeks. It's just three weeks, so I mean, I'm not going to say he's a totally different player or anything, but I think he's transitioned from, you know, at his worst this split, he's been a reliable rock in the mid lane that very, very rarely gives much up. Uh, and at his best, he's been carrying, like, the other players in the league. So, I mean, if this was a list of who do I think the top three mid laners are, like, period, as, like, players, I don't think I would have Spyrex on this list. But for top three performers in summer 2023, I put Spyrex in third. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, TDS nearly convinced me to change my rankings just because... Darkwings is four for me. I, I, I just, I'm real uh, tempted to do the Darkwings, too. I get I it. And anybody that's listening knows I would shut up about Darkwings like the last two yep. weeks. And he also might have the highest target ban rate in the league, potentially. He's definitely up there because oh, yeah. he was getting two bans minimum a game for like a two week stretch. Um, and I really like the I really like the ability for him to pick pull out, of course, because I love Ezreal. So he pulled out Ezreal mid. But uh, I give it to Young because I think Young did a really good job not only capitalizing on the meta shift that we had in the middle of the season where we went towards J when Jace mid and Tristana that, that I think it was week four, that one week where Jace mid was, was spam. Maybe it was week three. It was the middle of the season ish, but when people started spamming Jace mid young was just gapping wherever you put in front of him. 
Uh, and he had some really good Tristana games as well. I, and I think that's why he got bumped up a decent amount for me. I'm also going to pull the, pull the standings quote. I mean, they do end up finishing top three, but even when I had issues with, uh, disguised, particularly last week, uh, it, it was a lot of the, the shortcomings of some of their other players, like, like guys, like, uh, like to be specific, I, I thought Tomio had a couple int games on the uh, Ivern. I thought the young has always been kind of a, a stabilizing force and particularly stabilizing. He roamed really well on champions that you maybe didn't expect to roam as much and be able to shove out waves. Like for example, Jace, like those Jace games he played, he obviously you can get the shove very easily, but you don't always expect a Jace to roam, especially considering as he's a top laner drop mid, but he was creating a lot on a champion that I didn't expect him to create a lot on. And that really stuck with me the whole season, even when disguise kind of dipped down a bit. So for that, and the fact that they are a top three team, uh, young slid in to that third place. This is where I decided not to go towards the hot take and play the cooler side. Uh, and I gave him the edge over dark wings, despite how much I adore dark wings. Yeah, um, I used to elaborate on my, like, branching off my Tomio point too, right? I think it's important to keep in mind that, like, while Disguised has all these, like, all-star players on it, I do think they underperformed expectations yeah. coming into yeah. this split, and I think that just ends up reflecting in my rankings a little bit, for better or for worse. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, uh, Young and Meech have not brought the consistency that, um... Diplex and Lost were able to bring, and that difference really, I don't know, I really feel it, and um, I don't know, I just generally have disguised players, I think, a little lower, just given what they could have been based on their pedigree coming in from last split. Yeah, I think that's fair. Especially because I think that more more so than any other team, what's, what's shining through for them to me, and a reason why I still feel like it's salvageable, even though, like, we're talking about a third team, te uh, a third team, by the way, like a third place team. It's not like they're like dead last, but certainly yeah. it's a team that I feel like it's salvaged so much by the raw skill of the team, more so than the actual quality of, like, the actual team play is overshadowed by the fact that they are so good players. The, the players themselves salvage so much of the team, which is kind of weird to say about a third-place team, but it's just they are so good as players that they can cover up for a lot of their mistakes. For sure, for sure. All right. Let's go to third-team bot. Uh, let's start I on the right should... again with, with Mr. I was going to say I think we should do these together, um, but actually I disagree with myself, so I think we should go one by one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Even with yourself on fire. I know. I argue with everyone. Trust no one, not even yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fight your so I live on the pod. With a 380 carry? Yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's hear 380 carry. Them. Okay. To me, I'm not sure if this is a controversial one, but standing wise would be surprising. It's King. My guy! Oh my I have King as well. Yeah. Oh, I see. Spicy. Mine's Arrow. <laughs> Mine is also Arrow, but. King is still on my list. Ooh. Ooh. You guys. So, so, yeah, I also have Arrow uh, down here. Let's do the... I, mean, it's, yeah, I was going to say it's... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to defend King, but we can do Arrow. That's fine. All right. I, I, just because I think Arrow can be, like, summarized in, like, a sentence. Like, Arrow is just yes. a 
freaking rock, man. He's just a rock yeah. in the bottom lane. Dude never dies. They don't really play towards him very much. This was like a mid-jungle team, uh, it feels like. And then they also have to go and visit Bradley because he's playing carry champions every game. Arrow and Kim down get left on their own all day, every day, and they never freaking die. They are just holding it down. And uh, you know what? That's that's like my dream bot lane. I want the I want my playmakers on the top side. I want my bot lane to sit there and do their job later. And and damn Arrow and Kim down, they sure do that. Yeah, I was gonna. Oh, you go for you go slow. You go slow. I was just gonna add a quick caveat because I think that's the simplistic way. The only thing I'd add on to that is the second sentence is. Uh, the most reliable Aphelios player in the NXL. <laughs> such so, a great Aphelios player. Yeah. He's such, such a great, great one. So good. Um, the, the reason why, I'll just say why I held Arrow lower is when TLC struggled, uh, and it was it was in the, the hiccup week when APA went up, uh, and they went two and four. Um, I feel like if you, if teams play, if enemy teams play towards, uh, get TLC disrupted outside of bot lane, uh, I think Arrow and Kim Down couldn't really pick up the slack to get the team to the point where Arrow usually popped off on that Aphelios because he just had to farm all game for 25 minutes. So it, it, when there were games that Arrow needed to take the step up, I don't think he did, and that's why he's at three for me, but firmly three for the reasons Gordo stated. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have to defend King, um, although TDS is going to also defend him, but my reasoning is pretty sound, which is like, I, I, I know I just said that a losing record means I don't put you on. <laughs> King is my obsession, my uh, exception. You know I love my EG challengers. Well, Freudian slip uh, there. I heard obsession uh, in there. I'm over <laughs> that too. I've been I've been a King stand forever, man. I I truly sure. believe this guy can be a top eighty carry in the LCS. It's just there's so many personal. It, it, it's it's like your favorite basketball or football player or soccer player, whatever you want to say. Um, who gets injured so many times. I mean, obviously, King's not getting injured, but he's always in these situations where it's like, damn it, King, when are you going to take that next step? And uh, I think this is the split where it's, it's, This was his, well, no, because he doesn't, you know, wave guns in the air. But Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's similar logic. You don't know what King yeah. does in his free time. Yeah, True. yeah. You, you don't know like that. Oh, sorry, you wrong Osh player. Lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I think that this, was the, oh, this sorry, is the that split. Was... <laughs> Jeez. This is the split where I was like, this is the step that King needed to take. And damn, King is so good. And so I know I am going against myself, but in King we trust. Also, I have Arrow as well, but you know, you'll have to see where I put him. I it's a cave on fire. Like, technically, Supernova was relegated. Meanwhile, EG didn't. They yeah, are in place. Exactly. Thank you. So it's not like they are the worst of the worst. That being said, I will, I will say. The, my reasoning for putting King here goes both in this in the in the way that it's because he's really good, and to a certain degree, going against a bit of what I said, but not really going against that, it's that he was in one of the worst teams I think I've seen in so long that I actually was against watching EGC for a while because I legitimately couldn't put myself through that myself through that suffering. It was bad. Yeah. And now TFT kind of replaced that, a shot at TFT apart from just attacking them before. But, like, EGC was a trash can fire. Like, legitimately, you could put, you could throw anything in and it would keep growing. The fire would keep growing higher and higher. They were really bad. But King was one of the biggest salvageable parts of, uh, about that roster that really, I, I'm surprised 
the amount of times that I thought King was going to carry to then be disappointed by his team to then be able to carry in some other situations. It's actually amazing. King is really consistent as an AD carry, really good. I would argue he does provide you something similar to Arrow without having the better teammates around him, which I think to a certain degree, it changed when they got a, a more consistent top laner and it allowed King to shine a bit more. But it was kind of the situation for that. And the reason also to add on top of that why I don't have Arrow here, it's, it's a bit of a question also involved. Because I don't really consider Arrow... Well, in my eyes, I wouldn't put Arrow in any position, really. Like, I just can't put myself or I just can uh, bring myself to put a world's semi... I think world's quarterfinalist? Yeah, uh, was so. was it the highest yeah. he's gotten? A world's yeah. quarterfinalist... LCS in the, MVP? In, in, no, in, in, in... Yeah, LCS MVP into an NACS... NACL, like... Uh, all-star roster not because he's bad but because i want to highlight other players so it. that's why Fair. i was kind of arguing against it if i if i put him i would have put him second because i think that he is really consistent and he's really good like there's no uh, arguing that but i just couldn't put myself into putting arrow because of that like i just i don't think it's fair to the other players that are just getting their opportunities right now that and that's mainly the reason that's fair. I'd also, I I'd want to shout out King also. Well, before we move on from King, I'd want to give him the shout out that uh, I think he's uh, shown like new layers to his champion pool these last couple of weeks as well since Surdy's come in. He's been busting out the Seraphine. He's been busting out the Ziggs. And uh, yeah, shout out to him on that. He's a great player, not on my list, but but a close, close contender. I'm not going to counter argue King at all because he's not done in these conversations. Eh, eh, all right. Eh, 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 all right. Eh. All right, so let's go so. to support. Let's go to support third team. Uh, Slayer, you can start again. We'll go. Yeah, I, I had the TLC bottom lane, so I, I had Kim down. Um, pretty self-explanatory compared to the arguments I made for Arrow. It's kind of similar for Kim down, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, man, that's me too. Uh, I, I have Kim down third as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he goes in. He gets he gets the vision down. His vision score is great. Um, his His death rates are low. Um, and he does this all while not getting any resources, and he does this all while this is his first year in the league. Um, yeah, I think he's getting he's getting underrated. The TL guys, like every time you talk to them on interviews, uh, they are all like in this category of like Kim Down is mega underrated. This guy's so good, uh, and they've they've convinced me a little bit. I do think he's mega <laughs> underrated, and I think he's really good. Ah, uh, I have Winsome. Um, okay. So I, I yeah I I I have um, him down later. So yeah I, I don't know. I think Winsome had a had a good split. It's not really much explaining needed to be done. If you're on the top three teams, I think everyone's like, yeah, you're pretty darn good at League of Legends. And uh, Winsome has been flirting with LCS roster action for quite a while. It's actually surprising he's as low as three. Um, it almost feels like, and I don't know if you guys are gonna. I, I'm actually curious to pose this question: Is there like a mental block for Winsome? Because I. I could swear Winsome's better than this. Um, and and to say that while well, he's still an old pro teamer is still kind of crazy, but I, I swear Winsome has a higher ceiling. It just feels like he just cannot reach it for some reason. And uh, I, I cannot figure out why. Well, so Winsome is higher he's... on my list. So. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I just dislike him. <laughs> no, nah, he's not on mine at all. So oh, never I, mind. I, I vibe That's with weird. what you're saying. Um, on mine is higher, Winsome, by the way, but like just touching a bit of it, he did have 
a really good like start in the spring LCS where he was playing with Prince. I think his start with Prince in the LCS was quite nice, actually. Like he performed well. He was doing really well with Prince, winning quite a bit of lanes by uh, between the two of them. So I'm not sure what is it that keeps him away from the higher stage, but it's it's kind of an interesting situation. And like Bonfire is pointing out, like I do agree, maybe it is something mental that does stop him in certain situations from just staying up there or, or playing higher. That being said, like he's higher in my list, so it's kind of <laughs> funny to yeah. argue against it, but it is an ACL and not LCS for a reason. So hopefully like he can go higher and prove himself higher once again. Mine in the third is going to be Cecil. And one of my main reasons for having him third is because I think that this was one of his most average would be the best word puzzle. Like I'm it's it's to not describe really that he was bad, but like compared to the previous splits in of Cecil, and he's been top uh, a top dog of both LCS and NECL and Academy for a while, and he's really consistent as a player, really good. But this one was the one that I felt like he's just cruising by kind of and that's why i just feel like he's third at most in my eyes at the very least like he's just passing by he's still good but i'm not sure like it doesn't convince me compared to the previous ones maybe it's because he's playing with mitch and it it, it felt like there was a divide a bit of a divide between the two of them as well compared to him and lost in the previous split and that kind of also maybe affecting how i look at sazel but at this point i just don't think that he's better than the two ones that that i have ahead of him not necessarily mechanically but more so in the way that it feels like he's performing with the rest of the team yeah. i have zazel a bit higher than that and i'll we'll, we'll, it'll too. it'll all it become does. clear with time uh as we get deeper in yeah. these lists let's go anybody else have anything they wanted to say on support otherwise i would say let's just go bottom up now for second team and do second team support first cool. okay uh, right. i think we should uh start with tds I agree. For the second? Okay. Yeah, because my second team with uh, starting for support is Kimtown, I think. Wow. And and it's a good transition from that one, actually, perfectly <laughs> from you guys. So the thing here with Kingdown, and it's this uh it's following on the argument from Arrow, because like I was saying, I would have put Arrow as a second team if I included him in my list, which he perfectly could have been, but I didn't want to put a world's player, caliber player in the list. It's that he's shown so much improvement from each step that he's been taking in Academy. Like, it's to a lesser degree comparable to APA in that sense. I think APA did a much better job and he's it, he's reaping the rewards out there in the LCS. But Kimdan has been doing a pretty similar trajectory when you think about it. They both come from uh, coll uh, Collegiate, if I'm not wrong, rising up slowly but surely through there. I think Kimdown had a bit more time adapting and trying to find his place, but he's been improving slowly and surely. The playoffs from the previous split, he really showcased great playing with certain different picks that I was surprised with. And then this is split with Arrow. He's been consistently good, has roamed around a lot with Mir, has been finding a lot of value plays over on the top side, following on Arrow when Arrow wants to be by himself but try and play the game as better as possible, as best as possible. And then his engages have been really consistently good. I think overall as a player, his improvement is amazing. And I think he's one of those that you give him a bit more time, he's perfectly fine to go higher. Yeah, I have Kim down as well. And uh, I don't really know how I'm supposed to follow that. So, you know, refer to TDS. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you all guys right. have all I, talked I about want, Kim down. I have a spicy take, so I want Slayer to go first. 
Go, go ahead, Slayer. Okay. Then, then I'm gonna I'm gonna play a game with you all. So each jigsaw. So I know for a fact that uh, Gordo and TDS know this is an honest ranking for me because I I love him, but I have Zazel as the second team. I I love him like a first team support, but TDS is unfortunately right uh, uh, as he very much so is on this podcast. So usually it's not pissing me off, but uh, <laughs> Zazel uh, I think took a step back this split, like TDS said. So I kept him out of the top spot. I also think when the meta was dominated by Yumi Melio, that is kind of his weakest role. He's not really an enchanter player. Uh, and he was struggling to kind of create. Luckily, there were other players on Disguise that were picking up the to the slack uh, by that point. The toast. toast, yeah. That's funny, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't even try to do that. Uh, <laughs> and by the time that the tanks rolled around, you know, he had his big rel games and really stood out on the rel, but it wasn't – it was a dysfunction, like TDS kind of said. I, I think that him and Meech didn't have the best synergy at points in the season, and I think that when you're grading individual, while this is individual awards, support in AD carry should be graded on how they play with their partner as the only lane that has a partner. So for that reason, as much as I wish I could stick Zazel, ah, you know what? I, he's the best support in the league. I still think he is, but performance-wise, he did not really show in the regular season. So he he is my two. All right, so... Here's here's the thing, right? Especially in the case where we're talking all about laning here and and how good these guys are working with their partners. Uh, who here knows who the best laning bot lane in the NACL is? Who has the highest gold difference at 15 for both AD carry and support? Don't go look it up, Slayer. I'm not <laughs> looking it up. I'm looking. I'm looking at all the rosters. It would take me so yeah, long to find right. that. Arrow and Kim down bad first. Yeah, uh, there's bonfires got his guess. I'm gonna spoil right? it because you guys are gonna get it wrong. I'm thinking on the ball. It just feels like it has to be something that would uh, that I would hate so much. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be terrible. Yeah, that's my guess. That's my think, guess. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. All right, so it's it's Lance and Dombre. No, so here, so it's not Meech and Zazel, it's not Aaron and Kim down, it's not Masu and Winsome, it is Lynx and Breezy. Oh, they are winning no every way. freaking bot lane, dude. Breezy is like up 700 gold on average at 15. Breezy's up as well. And you think back to the games, and they are always winning their bot lanes, dude. They're always taking trades that are favorable to them. They're always taking plates. They're always pushing opposing laners out. And I've been super impressed by Breezy this whole season. I have Breezy as my number two. And... Okay. This kind of ties into where I'm going to get to. This has to do with Zazel and this has to do with Meech. Where, like, I've been down on Breezy historically. I really have been. Um, and I blamed a lot of the Meech-Breezy lane faults on Breezy. Um, but after this season, I really do feel like Meech is just kind of a more passive laner. Like, Meech is just not your lane-dominant double-lift-style marksman. Uh, but mm. I think Breezy is, and if Breezy gets the kind of pairing like he is found now in Lynx, who will at least like play with him and go in with him, he can be some of the better bot lane matchups in, in NACL. So, I mean, I got Breezy up here, man. I'm so impressed by how they've been able to do this split. Is that one of your hot takes? I feel like that's one of your yeah, hot takes. Yeah, that's certainly one of my hot takes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, see, my, my issue with that lies in... 
he just they throw those leads a lot too. <laughs> they throw those leads. Like yeah. Breezy. That's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure Breezy. I mean, what a Breezy has to be. Where is he with like deaths per game? Like, what's his deaths per game sort of stat? Because I I I watched some AOE games where he has some questionable engages in fights. I'm sure it's up there. I'm sure they I'm lose sure enough he, games. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he only know. memorized on one stat. I'm sure it's in there. He only I, memorized the one stats layer. Right? You can't <laughs> ask him to. <laughs> but I mean, it's a fair argument, right? I mean, they are in fact sixteen and twenty. So, also you win now bot record lane. matters. Well, for this counter argument, sure, yeah, <laughs> because 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 I don't think breezy. I, I, because when I was talking about Quacker Bonfire, every phase of the game, he was the best part about AOE. Uh, Breezy maybe for Super me, Nova. I guess, I guess, or Supernova, yes, sorry. Breezy sounds, uh, this is something, you know, I didn't notice too much, so kudos to Gordo for that. Uh, but outside of that early game, Breezy has to be somewhat not as good. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not like AOE is, especially because it's not like AOE has like a bunch of, inting lanes on the rest of the category like when we talk about aoe we always start with will and dark wings because they've been playing well so that's kind of where my fair issues with well and don't is. get me wrong like concepts the worst top in the league so yeah i think it's you, soul. you were saying that's layer but sure. concept is your top layer soul's debatably yeah. in the league uh, soul is uh he's like he's a uh, you ever watch a sitcom and it's like Oh my God! It's this celebrity. That's what Soul is to the league. Oh man. I I, I respect I, I respect the pick and the, and the logic behind it though. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I don't know. I think he's like he's pretty middling. I, I looked it up by the way. Uh, he's, he's pretty middling in like the death stats okay. and stuff. It's not like it's not like he dies more than than the than the average bear. He dies like a fair amount. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But but he wins these lanes, man. And. Uh, I, I got to give him props for that, especially I want to give AOE some credit somewhere, and we've already established that I don't have Dark Wings on my list, so it's going to Breezy. Should we do AD carry? Let's do AD carry. All right, if I suggested it, I feel like I should go first. Sure. That's my argument. We're going to break the chain of going right to left and left to right, um, and it's also for a very not interesting pick. I've got Arrow. I went Arrow <laughs> Kim down for my second team. So, I mean, it's the same as my Kim down where I just didn't talk about it because, again, we've just broken down Arrow so much. What else is there to say about Arrow? Uh, Arrow would have been on all of our lists if TDS wasn't so angry at Worlds and, you know, the NACL. Um, he's just a great player. I, 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 there's just not really much I have to say about Arrow and Kim down. Just like their gameplay. There's just nothing you have to say about it. And then suddenly they're like, oh, yeah, they're a second team, you know. So, yeah. All right. I think that's fair. I I feel like I should go now. Go ahead. Just because I well I would original hair arrow, but the one that I put here is I feel like it, it would be spicy. Well, it, it is a spicy, and it's a player that I don't think you guys would have expected me to put here, especially after what I kind of mentioned about them. But I, I've been really impressed with with this player, and overall, I think even in their almost descent and about to make me laugh quite a bit without trying to be bad against any of the players he was still one of the better parts and oh. it's a scary jerry oh my god I, all right that's the madman went and did it <laughs> i could respect it because he had some he had some bonkers games he, he did uh and i, I would good say or like, bad bonkers he, both it's good <laughs> like I, I think that scary jerry 
him and and Odd Orange until Odd Orange for some reason decided to turn off whatever he was thinking about the game for a bit of time. Were the biggest parts of of all of Mario. Like I know people would kind of look into Niles and Odd Orange. To me, it was more more Odd Orange and whatever a Scary Jerry could pull out of his hat to try and carry certain fight. Because Niles, for good or for bad, like he is a player that decides to go in and decides to try and be in the center of everything. Once again, for good or for bad, that led to way too many bad plays for Maryville, but also for good ones. And I feel like he's a stock in a lot of, oh, or, or a really specific style of champion oh, yeah. that has to be in the center. Like, Nar is one of his biggest ones. The Pantheon was a nice niche pick, but it got way too predictable way too quickly and when it when it was was just picked out of desperation that it happened quite a bit for maryville as well people just played around it really effectively i think it's carry jerry played the consistent picks uh, the, and i mean the consistent 80 carry picks like the filios the jinx the hyper carries and he was being the hyper carry of the team when needed especially when you have and i don't want this to sound mean get back in your mid lane i don't think get back was one of the best mid laners at all or no. i think he was below middle of the pack really you need to have a good 80 carry to be able to win games. And that's what they got with the Scary Jerry. Like, I think he was one of the highlight highlights of the team all split long. And one of the reasons why they are saved right now and not fighting for relegation. My problem is if Kaisa wasn't in the meta, I think he's terrible. <laughs> his Kaisa not was, terrible. His Kaisa do be kind of sick, though. Um, Kaiser was crazy. Yeah, Scary Jerry's not on my list. I, I respect the pick. Yeah. I respect the willingness to be bold and select some players from the lower tier teams. Um, I'm not willing to go that far. My second team is Meech. Um, I'm a big Meech fan still. Uh, I, I think I've I've learned this split to love him as he is rather than wish for him to be something that he isn't. And so I've I've no I've resigned that he's never gonna be this like laning god. But you don't need to be a laning god to play eighty carry. I have Arrow on here because he just sits in bot lane and doesn't die. Uh, and <laughs> Meech can do that too. And yep. Meech can really pop off in these team fights. He's really great at the positioning for him. His Aphelios is sick. He's one of the only players that plays Cogmaw, and he's one of the only players that has like the pedigree to play the Cogmaw because he can manage to do so and not just get murked every single fight. Uh, by the current array of engaged champions that are available, uh, yeah, and I've been I've been really impressed with his performance, especially towards the back half of this split, where disguise have started to like solidify it up a bit more. I uh, I I think I definitely don't I don't meet or scary Jerry, um, and then Arrow is my third, my second team AD carry is in fact King. So if we're giving more hey. love to the lower team players. Uh, part of the reason why I didn't refute too much of the king points is because those two over there made all my king points for me. Uh, hands down, the one stabilizing fact on EG Challengers, despite the fact that they had some terrible weeks, uh, I will never forget how King started the split off uh, when Zeri was still popular. I know it's kind of crazy, guys, to think that Zeri actually was a champion where we're at now, but was in fact OP in week one. Uh, he had some stupid uh zeri games i mean he quite literally won them their first couple i mean i'm trying to remember who they were who they were taking games off uh, yeah i mean it was sure it was against maryville but eg challengers were losing uh in a couple lanes <laughs> i think in a couple of those games and he just quite literally went all right guys uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take over fights so let me just crack yeah crack my knuckles and i'll just 
I'll just make sure everything goes right. And yeah, sure, was it OP Zeri? But still, Zeri's a complex champion to play. Uh, one of the more complex AD carries. That I might think, be the so. craziest thing said all day. <laughs> <laughs> Zeri, Zeri is Zeri's Zeri's a complex champion. She's yeah. the, the kiting mechanics behind Zeri and playing her ultimate timing, and I, I think she's complex at least, uh, utilizing her dash. And then he, you know, EG t tanked pretty hard, but he was still a decent factor. And then he was forced off the Zeri, and he was making a ton of plays on a ton of more AD carries. And he he start he closed out the season with some amazing Zaya gameplay, uh, helping them make sure that they were solidified away from relegation decently early into week six. So I'm going to use similar logic here for why King is so high that I used for putting Quacker, a relegated member of the North American Challengers League on the list and say, without King, I think EG Challengers was 10th place this season. So with that individual performance, he's my second team AD carry. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's all of our second team carries covered. See, it does get easier as we go on. Maybe we won't hit three <laughs> hours after all. Uh, although we do have even more mids to talk about. Let's talk about uh, mid second team. I guess I can. I, I guess I can take it first. We're giving everybody an opportunity here. My mid second team, Shochi. Uh, continue the train of copying Gordo. Shochi is mine as well. Um, young. I I I have young. Which I think is unfair to Shochi that I don't have him on my list. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I don't have Shochi. Uh, but, 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 I think, you know, you made a good arguments for Young. And uh, as good as Shochi was, I just, my top three, I could not put him above. So. And That's crazy to me. Need to follow up. Hey, you yeah. said Scary Jerry, all right? I don't have the craziest take of the night. Yeah. I think, I think if Maryville doesn't get a free two wins from AOE e subbing, then Maryville is tenth place. <laughs> so yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Hey, you're you're telling me that I put Maryville at tenth, but I had That's to witness Tacos. I can't believe that you are dying on the collegiate esports hill right now. This is wild. All right, well, let's get mid laner out. We're passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, 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 fair. It's amazing. Uh, still, like, first of all, TFT. Second. Uh, Chochi is my second mid laner as well. Oh, I, the, the thing is, he would have been third if all things were normal. And that's because I also don't have a lot of... Like, the top three mid laners were, were the ones that I had the most difficulty trying to say after AP was gone. Because I think that after, with AP, it was pretty clear the top three. Without him... The third one was the hardest to try and call out. And I think the reason why we pretty much had Chochi is for what we said before in the previous episodes of the South Mine. And once again, I'll bring it up. Like, he's the reason why fear is so dangerous in a lot of those situations, in a lot of situations. Like, he's the one that will carry you the game. But if he gets shut down, may as well you may as well be doomed in the game as well. So it's kind of a difficult situation. And then I, I remember something Gordo said in one of those episodes as well with Chochi. The champion pool that he has is so fun to see and so good for Maryville to try uh, for sorry for Fear to try and play around with, and it gives them a lot of variety in what Shochi can try and carry with. Yep, he's got the most unique champions played, I think, of anybody this split. It's got to be. I, I don't know. I didn't yeah. look up that stat, but I'm just. There's no way Dude, there's anybody else. I mean, he's got like let's let's all li like. like Help me remind me, Gordo. Like, what are some of the crazy ones he brought? Because I know there are. Like, played he played Zed, he played Yone, Zed. he played Katarina, he had a Rise game in there. Well, we, 
we don't talk about those two. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we leave those ones off the list. I like the action um, one. It was a oh, really yeah, interesting one. He he, he just like, maybe I, maybe Sho, maybe Shochi is my second teamer actually. Yeah, you, you, can <laughs> so, you can be convinced. Maybe maybe there was an oversight here. He did so not play I'll a rise put... game. I'm thinking of Young. Um, yeah, he played a Varus mid game. He played a Garen all right, game. All right, all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. I I changed my pick. <laughs> I, I I go back to Shochi. I I think there was an oversight. I mean, you're you're picking 15 players. You're bound to forget one. I think Shochi. It was, was the, the Garen mid. Yeah. The Garen mid convinced him. The Garen mid. It, it actually just well, yeah exactly. So, the the thing about it that I want to make sure. Is the Shochi you... sweep by the way for second team? If with you, with if, you yeah. changing your vote, yes. Yes. oh my god, Shochi sweep. Here's the thing that uh, at the end of the season, I think we really need to make sure it's encapsulated because we were in arguably the most tumultuous spot of many teams after the first round robin. Keep in yeah. mind, week three was the week where Shochi brought out Katarina. Ugh, we don't talk about it. And, uh, and they went and they went in the Garen and they went oh, two and and they went two and four. So they limped into the break after the first round robin. Yep. And what happens after that with all these question marks around fear? Like and we're and we're sitting there like God. If Shochi doesn't show up, they're bad. They immediately go five one, and they go five one because Shochi is like, guys, I'm willing us here. I am willing us single handedly back in to the Challengers League to eventually claim this fourth spot because he was playing the Zed like crazy. He was creating crazy leads across the board. He was breaking out LeBlanc. The Zed, the Yone, the Kaisa. He was just showing out. It was most importantly beating down some of the best mid lane, some really good mid laners. And I think they took, did they 2 old TLC? I think they were one of the teams that did. I remember they did. Yes. I think it was one of those weeks. Yeah. It was not week four. Oh no! You know what they want? They split games. No, the they, they won five and one. Yeah. You're, you were thinking a wild card who two zero. Wild card was a two zero, yeah. But they did take a victory out of TLC. They did. They did. Sure. Yes. 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 Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's the champ pool. It's a diverse champ pool. It's making other mid laners look silly, and it's turning into the hyper carry this last week on that Kaisa in big games as well. They got them to the fourth spot, which, if I'm mistaken, none of us. Well, I think all, most of us had them top four. Or I think everyone four. but me. I think everyone had them fourth. But Yeah, I think we all pulled them fourth. I had but them a, seventh. But after the first round robin, we all felt like that pick was dead. <laughs> right, in my defense, in my defense, I got the top three correct. One, two, three. And then I just kind of... The rest of my power rankings were I kind terrible. of think all of us got the top three correct now. No, no, but not in, order, not in order. Not in order, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough now. I think I had the same as Bonfire, by the way. I think TLC... Yeah, yeah I think we, we had the same. So Bonfire I, don't think, I also think I got the bottom two right. Three. You had Maribel 10th. God damn it, Maribel. God damn it, <laughs> Alright, Another keep, reason to hate let, Collegiate. Let's keep it going. We are officially halfway through the list. Yeah, let's, let's move this along. We're making good pace. We're making good pace. Um, <laughs> let's he get says it. an hour and 15 minutes in. <laughs> it's an hour and 15 minutes in. I say that's good pace. Um, let's move on to second team junglers. Uh, how about you, Slayer? You can go first. Yeah, so mine is the only wildcard member on my list and the best member of wildcard. I will die on this hill. Keel is my second team jungler. Yeah, Slayer and I continue to have very similar lists. My second is Keel <laughs> as well. Play by I play. have, uh, play by play. I got, uh, I got Yuji. I, 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 I like Yuji. And, and Slayer talked about Yuji before, so I don't need to, like, fully break him down, but I, I'll talk more about Yuji. I'm actually curious about TD. 
Well, we're we're on the same once again the divide because I also have Yuji second. Oh, man. I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't put Kiel, but I, like at the oh, same time. Don't no, 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 in. but not second. I, I mean in my list, not not okay, yeah, okay. I, I, Surely I think, you don't have I think kill at all, man. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like okay. I, I was thinking of kill, but at the same time, like I couldn't ignore like Tommy. And then I also kind of got in the argument of should I put Will as well? Because that was another one that I was really, really trying to see if I could fit in. Like Will was looking great in the jungle, but it, second is Yuji, and it's for something I kind of explained with uh, in the previous, like talking about Tomio as well, it's because I think that he, as a jungler, has more carry potential, has really good pull to try and carry around the jungle, does a really good setup for the team. I like some of the early games that like that Flycy did around him was re were really nice to see, and I feel like his dynamic with Spyrox particularly is one of the better ones in the league. Because it were it works out really well because I think Spyrex provides a lot for what Yuji can try and accomplish as a jungler. And it's not necessarily on giving him all the resources or anything like that, but the attention that Spyrex gives to Yuji to just play the game is really, really good. And it allows for Yuji to shine. Yeah, I, I wanna go off that really quickly. Um and just say like I think Yuji had some of the more interesting jungling pathing, which I really appreciate. And so that was also kind of influenced my decision. I'll be honest, I don't have Keel either. That was the hardest decision I had to make was leaving Keel off. Um, but I just, I, I think, I think Yuji brought this kind of adversity to the team that not a lot of junglers brought. Um, and uh, it wasn't even like about leadership. I think it was just about like unpredictability. Like when you're going against Yuji, you're just not really sure what to expect, which I think really, really impacted my rating of him. Yeah, see, I just put Yuji in third, so then it was very easy for me to get Keel in there. So yeah, true, you just gotta, true. you just gotta hate on Tomio. You gotta let the hate into your heart. I, I didn't have Tomio. I had um Perry. It's oh, me, that's fair. That's, that's me, fair. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to let hate into my heart for Perry, but I managed to do that too. So you know, yeah, I mean, you know, one funny thing, by the way, the fact that I, I feel like jungers in the last like two, th uh, two, three weeks, I would say two weeks like pumped up so heavily on the league like i think the jungle the jungle after the fourth week of play just got so incredibly like competitive out of yeah. nowhere jungle yeah. and top were really competitive this split it was really hard to pick pick players for that for me um yeah i mean keel is the passing goat he always gets an early advantage he's his first and second clears are always just terrific. He's always stealing away camps. Sometimes he throws the entire game doing it, but more often than not, he actually just builds a lead for the team. Um, he was getting thrown around as an MVP prospect for a little bit there. I think he's kind of dropped off with the, uh, the ascent of a certain man that I'm sure we'll be talking about later. But, um, I mean, I really wanted to keep that dream alive, too, for a while and it just it just didn't pan out i mean it was it was really hard to uh to justify him at this point being an mvp but i can give him second team all pro jungler for sure and i'm i'm happy to do so um he's so close right. to being like lcs ready man i think maybe maybe a little more time <laughs> in ACL if he can keep this up lcs ready i i think my favorite part about keel and why i'm so high on keel that i put him second team is the fact that he continuously won games in meta-deficient matchups uh, and played such unique champion pools. Like, when you think about some of the, the junglers that dominate the meta the most, 
you're, you know, you think like there was a point where Vi was getting picked highly all the time. Maokai was, was a stabilizing, you know, factor at points as well. And he would break out, you know, like it, he played two games against a Maokai, I believe it was from the odd orange. And he, what does he pick both games? He picks Lee Sin back to back and has a combined 40 assists across two games on Lee Sin into Maokai in the current meta and steps up. He pulls out Belveth in games and beats TLC with Belveth. He breaks out a new new game and goes 0-3 and 15. And these aren't champions anyone else is picking right now. Yeah, I sure maybe you'll see a couple of these sins. There's I believe there's, I'm I'm blanking on the jungle that also likes to pick Belveth, but there is one other guy that plays Belveth. Nobody's playing Nunu. And he's not only playing it, he's not only clearing well across all these champions like Gordo talked about, but he's most importantly transitioning wildcard from those early game advantages that, you know, maybe Zamudo's creating. He's bringing Saligo out of his turtle shell that he does every game because that's how he plays mid lane on Lissandra or whatever. And he's like, all right, guys, we're getting through the mid game and I'm getting us a win in the late game. I'm getting us a win with our snowball now. He's just such a leader and refusing to play meta and winning scares me for when some of his favorite champions what happens when those champions become the real meta what happens when they're overpowered keel could explode so he's my he's my second team well okay yeah (laughs) he's my second team Uh, i'm very high on keel as well uh if i was going off my favorite like if i was making a favorite all pro first team list it would be keel but i had to give it up to a certain someone else for the first team but yeah I i love keel I think you guys have personal bias play-by-play casters. You guys constantly talk about your favorite players. Of I think uh, This is a social experiment, man. I'm, of course I'm going to pick some of my favorite players. <laughs> it is true. I did put Saligo as my third teamer. <laughs> All right. Luckily for me, like my favorite players are also the best ones, so... Of course, Gary Terry, of course. All right. Uh, also, well, just one quick thing. I think Kiel is the highest like variety in champions in the jungle. For, for junglers. Like, he has Probably. the highest variety of champions picked. I'd buy that. Seems Definitely. right. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's, yeah. He also just never played. Like, remember when everyone was spamming Ivern? The guy just didn't. He played. He's played two Ivern games in the split. And they lost both of them. But, I mean, like, hey. I, it's just showing you. Maybe he needs to play more Ivern instead of playing Nunu. That way they can win <laughs> a bit more. <laughs> if we're doing win rates. The Nunu is undefeated. Maybe. Uh, All right, top lane? All right, top lane. Uh, You want to go first, TDS? Yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of want to bring it here. Top lane was one I was thinking between my first, second, and third in terms of what I wanted to really look at. And I honestly was really thinking about putting him in the first one. But once again, I feel like the the, fir- the one I put at first was the best one. It's kind of hard to go against it. And the second one, it's Faisal. Like, I was really arguing between him, between Faisal and the first one. But I, I feel like Faisal just missing, is missing this to really be put ahead of him in my eyes. But he's been having another great split in my eyes. Played really well, and it's a consistent top laner. I want to hear what you guys have to say first before I reveal mine. I'm just curious. Skip me. Okay. Uh- I have Skip. fake god. I have fake god as well. I also have fake Gordo, god. 
What do you want, man? I don't. We don't I share a note sheet. That. You don't know, but it's, it's, it's what it is. Gordo, the people are going to start talking, and by the yeah, people, I mean the four people that are watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thing. But we they're going to start talking. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's like we five have picks. At least ten people. Yeah, it is kind of insane. Uh, I also have fake it. I also have fake it. I was between that and Bradley, but I think realistically, it has to be fake it. I had a very similar dilemma bonfire. I was considering Bradley as well. I knew it couldn't be both of them on this list because Quacker had to be in there. Um, I, w I would not I would not leave Quacker off. So somebody was getting cut between Fake God and Bradley. It, it ended up being Bradley, um, who I still think still had a solid split. Don't get me wrong. He's a close fourth. But Fake God, he's still one of those top laners you can play through. And you can you can win games. Yep. I mean, his Renekton, his Jax, they demand bans every single game. And rightfully so. He can slam folks. Uh, and he can transition those leads across the rest of the map, and uh, that's what I'm looking for in my top laners, baby. So I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, keeping Fake God here at number two. I think yeah. a discussion needs to be had at some point. Sorry, Slayer, just quickly about is Fake God the best non LCS player in the in in North America? Because I how long has he been he dominating is. NACL, but he cannot make it up to that second level and do well? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to I see him get right another now shot. He's not, though. But sad. I think, yeah, at this time, I don't think he is. Yeah, I, well, I went on a tangent with Keel, so I'm just going to quickly say uh, everything Gordo saying is why I fake got up there. I also appreciate his champion pool compared to how the meta's gone. But yeah, fake God. I was very close to winning him first. Uh, and it's going to be funny when I say the first because it might be sort of funny compared to how someone else's list is about to go in here. But Holy uh, top. second. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the same as mine, I'm sure. So let's... You know it is, man. Let's fucking do it. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Whoa. It's time for... You can say whatever you want on this show, Bonfire. Huh? What? Well, well... I've been on this for two splits, and I did not know we could swear on this. That's we definitely okay, sworn first before. Of, first of all, I, I don't think we should, just because I still want to put, like, some sponsors up there, just in case. Someday. So ideally, someday. we should try and hold off. Someday. What about we're not gonna we're not gonna fully unleash ourselves, but I'm also not gonna police it. Uh, you can go first, Bonfire. Who's your Who's your number one top? Um, I got Faisal. All right, that's a cool one. I like Faisal. I, I'm gonna get I'm I might get flamed for this a little bit. I have Surdy. Oh my god! I knew no I, I honestly thought I honestly knew you were going to do this. <laughs> I have Surdy, man. I gotta have Surdy. Slayer. No All right, Slayer leaving means he has Surdy too. Has TDS, 30 you gotta well. go. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go here. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. I think, okay. I think that's stupid. I think that's stupid. I have Faisal. Faisal is... Yeah. <laughs> that's why I thought it'd be funny compared to TDS, because TDS probably has Fake God, and he barely... Yeah, great. Really I have Faisal. Fake God. Yeah, so that's... We're swapped. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the difference, like I said, like the difference is, is this. I'll, I'll, I'll get into yeah, it. I have, I'll, I'll have a spiel. Okay, yeah, this is I want to make my point before we go into that, because I knew that Gordo was going to say sturdy. I was 100% sure, but I just <laughs> wasn't sure if it was really going to be first or second. And then second pretty much confirmed it after he also threw away Bradley, but I also did, so it doesn't matter. The thing with Fake God that separates him from Faisal to me is, like I said, I think that there's just a couple of things here and there that Fake God still does better than Faisal, and it really makes a difference. And then the thing with DSG, that they just simply, to me, won through the sheer power of their topside. Because I think that bot lane was really just their cruising by, and their topside was the thing that made the team won as much as they did and be as consistently winning as they did, even though I think that they are a mess as a team in terms of how they play together. 
that the three players up there are one of the main reasons why they were winning a lot of games. And Fake God is just simply really good right now. I really hope that he gets the opportunity like Diamond, but not the three the treatment like Diamond that he just goes down once again. All right, all right, Surdy. All right, let's go. This okay. was like, yeah, this was let's like go. Let's Surdy do it. Versus the so state of the you can moment. you cannot Ten deny games. you cannot deny the impact that Surdy's had on this team. And really, what what really comes down to is I'm trying to come up with other explanations, right, for why evil geniuses have turned this whole split around. And other explanations, they just the puzzle pieces just don't fit, man. You can't say that they were an otherwise good team that like just needed a shake up, you know, like that justification that can often be used in the cases like this because they've been shaken up. They're fully shook. They they had Robbie Bob for a while, and that's honestly the best they looked prior to this iteration. They had that like one five one week uh, that at the time nobody realized would be half of Evil Geniuses' wins for the whole split. Uh, and then they had mobility for a while, too, and changing him out for King, you know, neither of these changes had that massive impact, despite the change. So it comes down to top lane. So either Surdy is that good, or Soul is that bad. And I don't think Soul is that bad. Like, TSM thought super what? highly of him, Evil Geniuses kept him for this long, Taco picked him up, and, like, the whole team is firing more completely together like they're all just seem to be executing at a much higher level their macro seems way better with surdy and i can't just like chalk that up to like ah oh, well soul was garbage like there's no way soul is just sitting there like screaming incoherent thoughts into the comms like ruining it for everybody they they wouldn't have kept him so long if that was the case I, so i just i can't i'm not enough of a soul hater to say that surdy is not like the single most influential player in this split like to have just come around and completely turned around this evil geniuses team the way that he has. That is crazy. Technically, I'm, though, didn't Sol get relegated? Yes. Well, after just yes. Two weeks of playing. Yes, he did. I'm like, look, don't get me wrong. Sol's not, Sol's not good. Sol's not doing good. He's but there's no way he's that bad. Like, there's well, no way he that he's like the weight single-handedly dragging this evil geniuses team into the depths. Like, I just, I, I can't believe, like, he's not making, like, King unable to execute on the team. Like, there's no way that, like, Soul was the guy stopping King from having these massive team fights on Seraphine, where, you know, he lands the four-man Flash ultimate and completely wins the fight. Like, it's not Soul's fault that, like, Ryoma has no idea where the jungler is ever and is just dying to every gank. Like, this is stuff that's turning around... When Surdy joins the team, like, I gotta give some, like, intangibles over to Surdy that I previously did not really peg him as. Like, he's always come off as, like, a bit of an ego head to me. And I think the fact that uh, his yeah, his whole split on TL first was just everybody playing through him no matter what did not help that. Um, it was TL first. Yeah, he, he was the whole TL first team. But, you know, he's here now, and the the macro play across the board has increased right alongside his joining the team on top of him being individually uh very well performing so but but, but first team first the team, best baby. top laner he played half a split he played everybody in the league i wow. i give it to him i give it to him so what was his what was his like score his record uh, yeah his record uh, as uh, at the moment that he joined how many wins and loses nine and well at the time he joined i like his record this no, but split is nine and nine. Nine. He, he went nine and nine he went nine and nine nine and nine okay so yeah, that's 50 percent, not a bad one 
maybe I, maybe I, the AGC staff was just bullying everyone and Serdi just joined and he stopped them from bullying everyone. I, I mean, if if that's what you want to believe, you can believe he that. Stood up. Yeah. Serdi so, stood up to the man. I don't know what he did. I can't say what he did, but whatever he did, it was it was fantastic, and it saved this team from relegation. So, all right, he's my I, first team all pro top laner. I, I, and I thought the scary Jerry take was going to be the craziest one. The scary Jerry take is the craziest, dude. No, 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 <laughs> you're no, not escaping no, the Surrey slander, my friend. <laughs> I just wanna, I, I, I just wanna say that yes, I did put scary Jerry, but I did preface it saying that if everything is normal, it's Arrow, it's never him. So I, no, at no, least no. you gotta commit to the bit here, TDS. It's, it's Surdy, I'm, hold you I'm giving it. it. I'm giving it all up for Surdy. How is Surdy not oh, even on third he, team on your guys' list? That's my question. Because he didn't, he didn't play. He didn't, he didn't play, play much. Split. He played half yeah. the games. Sure. I don't know. I mean, we're games. about to talk about APA and Harry, and they didn't play full splits. Oh, well, that's APA for a whole different reason. Weeks. The whole different reason. Also, All right. maybe I don't have APA first team. Who knows? Maybe not. Right, shut up, you do. Um, do. <laughs> so Faisal, who played a full split of North American Challengers, I'm defeated. I'm uh, out. Uh, <laughs> that's it. It's over. Um, no, I, I, I think Faisal. Um, Ed, I quite literally have him edging out Fake God because he, because he actually, um, he actually was three and one against Fake God. Uh, and partially, it actually doesn't really count that much because he played two games of Scion the first time they came around, and he was he, he was losing. Uh, but I'm just really impressed by how Faisal had a lot of pressure put on him, getting moved up to fly C, especially with the spot for Philip. I know some people had questions about how that would look um, because a lot of people held Philip decently high, and now we're sitting here where Faisal's at least being argued for top two or the first among most of us. Um, and he also just, it's another guy that plays like diverse champions. You know, he started out some scion games. It's not the most fun gameplay until he gets the team fights, but it certainly got the, it certainly got the job done. He's pulling out Gragas and beating guys that, you know, got to pick into Jack's matchups. He beat, he, you know, he, he completely smothered fake God. Uh, the second time they played him first game, game three, six, one and eight, uh, bodied him in lane. Uh, as you as you expect, his Gragas can cancel a lot of what Jax does, but still, that, that's still fake out on Jax. So he's able to beat them. He plays great Cassante, Renekton. He has Trindamir wins on his his list, guys. Like Olaf, too. I, I, I This is obviously me showing the trend that I love champion adversity and success with it, but I'm just so inspired by how Faisal's two-year trajectory looks. And I do truly think that in some, some time, and I'll say it now, I think he could be a top three North American top laner with the trajectory that he is on. So uh, I think he really proved that this split, and I'm, I'm willing to give him his flowers because he had a bigger jump from his expectations to now compared to what we expected from Fake God in my mind. Okay. I think it's fair. I also, also the, the North American expectation is not that weird when you think about the fact that the North American top laners right now are Solo, Hanser, and Revenge. I was about to say, he's yeah. got to really beat out some tough ones. <laughs> oh, no. Can he beat Hanser as he limps one. back into the LCS? Oh, wait, Licorice. I, 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 I meant everybody in the LCS. I guess I, I, oh, wow. I said North American because he's because he's he is NA. But, Better uh, than yeah. Impact and that's. I, I, I honestly think it's possible because those two have to go. Like, yeah, Impact and someday. Yeah. Impact I think and are, are, are Impact someday towards the door. And 
summit. Uh, like all the Korean top laners are it's bound to be, be going left <laughs> and revenge. So, sorry, Fudge is the one that it's going to be the hardest to I think go against because I feel like he's going to be one of the most uh, what is longevity? I don't remember the, the word too. Yeah, longevity. I I, I think Fudge has yeah. he's Fudge is going to be have a lasting impact in the LCS. We're going to think of Fudge I think in like five years down the line. Like we think of like double lift. Dyrus? Oh. Maybe not double thought, lift. That's kind of a big shot. Yeah, I was thinking more in the top lane position, but yeah, like it's yeah, like still be an all timer. I think like Sneaky is a good comparison. Fudge is going to be an all timer. Yeah. I'll put it this way In three years' time, I think Faisal will be making at least second team all LCS. Okay, you get it. You have it here. You can, you can now go back three yeah, times exactly. from now to the yeah. bot of the south line. Whereas as Slayer says that, and we can see if it's true or not. See, yeah, I gotta make hot takes like that so I can DM these players when they make it big and be like, see, I was your biggest fan from day one. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, get out of my DMs, you weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 okay. That's a bold take. I, it's, um, it's I don't bold. know, it's maybe, maybe I have the wrong read here. I feel like Faisal has not... Faisal, like, has not been as impressive this split to me as I was hoping for out of him. Like, I think he had a worse summer than he had a spring. Um, and he had a better, much better team around him in, in summer here as well. Um, granted, you know, he doesn't have to do as much here. He's got some fantastic pieces around him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't see enough out of him to be like crazy blown away. I still think he's one of the better top laners in this league. Again, if it was like, if it was just like, who do you think the best top laners are rather than I think who are the best top laners this split? Um, then maybe Faisal the makes it on the list. Imagine, but, imagine if Surdy played the whole split. Ima that, honestly, imagine. if Surdy played the whole split, it might work against him. Because yeah, I was then, gonna say, yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say, because then there wouldn't be this this binary like <laughs> team without him, team with him yeah. comparison for me to base my whole <laughs> argument around. <laughs> All right, let's Sorry. let's go let's go. Uh, so we're on jungle now because we're going back top down. Yeah. Um. I guess I can take this one first. Uh, I have I Mir like this one. as, as yeah. first team. I think he's Mir. Mir's running it back, baby. Is this not Mir sweeping? This is Mir. This is Mir sweep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mir sweep. Yeah. Um, the, I just want to bring out, for I want to defend this because I do realize, and before we all agree, say, yes, Mir played Worlds, technically, uh, but he played for Chiefs. Yeah. I yeah. do not, I am not willing to compare him to someone that played and I think he won LCK and went into a really important like run in Worlds. I, I don't, I'm not sure on the arrow thing. I know he got to finals and it was a great finals, by the way. Uh, Rocks against KT in 2016 was amazing. And then also in 2013, they played they, he played in finals. But apart from that, I will, I'm not willing to compare Mir slash Arthur to Arrow. Their trajectories are completely different and Mir did come to an A to, to a certain degree improve. Arrow came in to be a great guy and help people improve, not himself. He doesn't need yeah, he didn't I, need that. I gotta say, I gotta say, this whole narrative is very silly to me because again, I'll go back to pro sports. In the minor leagues of baseball, you have players who are all-time greats, yeah. who are older, who don't have it anymore, who help mentor people. So and they can still make all-star teams. So I, I gotta I disagree with your your whole No, I, I agree. Like the, team, my yeah. reason here is because I don't want to take away from like players that are building up to improve even more so like if uh, not arrow would be here but it's not right. not that i don't think arrow is great right, it's really right. not the case like that mirror mirror sweep mirror sweep yeah dude's uh he's the best jungler in the nacl um 
he's uh he's a little bit more enabling than Keeler Yuji on my list. Uh, he's a little bit more in the Tomio camp, but he's got the best team, so I think he can afford to be like that. And I think if he didn't have the best team, I think he would put on the carry pants a little bit more. Uh, I just have his I have faith in his ability to play different styles. Um, yeah, he's 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 just the best all arounder. He's LCS ready. His import status makes that a little bit more difficult. If he didn't uh, take up an import slot, uh, he would be a no brainer promotion day one. Well, he's um he's is he not just like the like force behind Piosic that's forcing Piosic to like not every game? I feel like Piosic is I mean, kind of a goofball. Didn't work in spring, so I guess not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, but it, it may work for the other runners because they can just say, well, you know what? He's Korean, so he technically yeah, could well, just T be... TLC also one. sucked in spring. The fact that they were number one now, like, Piosik knows that Mir will come for his spot if he does not perform. Mir, Mir well, should have already come for his spot. Mir yeah. should have gotten his spot yes, in spring yeah, here, here, in summer. Yes. Here's, here's all I'm going to say on Mir. Uh, hey, hey it, it, Bonfire, it's Steve, right? Am I liquid, yeah. liquid Steve? Hey, Liquid Steve, I got your roster next split. Uh, give APA his favorite jungler back because he's that good. First Although, team, you, I, that's all I got. Piosic and Piosic and APA have some pretty good uh, synergy, but yes, they have yeah, good. it's actually really fun to see them together. <laughs> Honestly, it's been one of the enjoyable. Piosic's on a one-year contract. I don't think Piosic's still yeah. gonna be here next year. So yeah, let's get uh, let's get Mir up there. Yep, Piosic, he's that good. Cool. Yeah, real. Cool. Everybody loves Mir. Um, yeah, go look at anybody talking about okay. all pro for uh, about most valuable prospect. Uh, last split to find out why Mir is so great. We don't need to spend too much time on Mir being great. Mid lane, first all team all pro. I'm sure. Yeah, if we if we aren't breaking, I don't know. It sounded like TDFs. Did you I, exclude Harry and APA? Yeah, I I, I will. I, originally would have been APA 100, but I did exclude them because I don't think yeah. that they should be here. I give yeah. yeah so I, I, I cheated. cheated. You, uh, you, I have APA slash Harry. Like they're both. I also have. I have yeah. APA slash Harry too. I just APA gave it to them Harry. joint. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's why my list ended up like it is because I didn't put APA. Like APA is a hundred percent number one. Don't get me wrong. Like he is undoubtedly, unquestionably the best player, and I will even go further. He's the play, He was the best player in the league before he went up. No one came close. He was the number one. No question. Now because I don't like like. And this is something we did last split as well, because MNS did go up as well, and he was the unquestionable best mid. I didn't want to do, like, deviate from that, and that's why I didn't include APA. But if he was, if he still was here, he would be unquestionably the number one. I put Young because he goes up one step ahead of the others if APA is not here. And my reasoning is close to the same one that I did with, that I went with, with uh, Baycott, because I think that DSG is so dependent and so rely uh, unable to play without their mid lane, top lane, and jungle doing things. Like bot lane is cruising by. I think jungle and mid lane have the worst or one of the worst synergies in the in terms of mid jungle synergy in the league, which is amazing. And then there there is weird things. But if Young doesn't play the way that he does, and if he's not one off, if not the best mid laner in the league, I don't think they're third. Like I think Young shouldn't even be playing in the NACL. I, I feel like he should have gone up as well with APA, but that is going to be next play. It doesn't really matter. But to me, he's the best mid laner, both mechanically and in what he brings for the team. Yeah. Young is in that category for me of like, again, if I were to rank best mid laners, period, in the NACL overall, Young would be up there. Um, over Spyrax for sure. 
Um, but for this split, I actually leave Young off my list just because I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. He underperformed, uh, as to the rest of DSG and I have other DSG members like all over my list with fake God and Meech and, uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> I end up leaving Young off the list for that reason. Um, but I agree. He's got huge potential. Uh, I feel like there's not even that much that needs to be said about Harry and APA. I mean, I agree with nope. TDS. APA was the best player in the league. He was a shoe-in for most valuable prospect had he not already been promoted up. And Harry has just been dumping on this league since oh, he came yeah. down. So it's yeah. like, it, I give it to the TL first mid lane pool. The Your TL first, first mid lane depth chart. Uh, or sorry, the TL challenges. I was going to say. No, I was gonna no say, sorry. I was gonna no, say. nothing. Sorry. <laughs> we <laughs> not, don't talk about TL first. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was not, like a, it's like a nightmare almost. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the TL, the Team Liquid mid lane depth chart gets my first team all pro. Yeah, Harry's yeah. Harry's playing like a man possessed. I mean, I, I was I was messaging in our little chat about his Yasuo game. I was like, it was Sunday, just having a little oh, bit of lunch. Course. And, uh, you know, eating lunch and I'm just like flipping through streams and such. And I'm like, well, hold on. 6-0 and at 12 minutes? It, it, up 2,000 gold on anybody else? It was unbelievable. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was it was You're telling me that as a member of the Salt Mine, you're not actively engaged in both streams of the NACL broadcast, our lifeline, every single day for the entire day? No. I watch VODs. We were also casting at that time. I'm a VODs boy too. All my real VODers out there. Um, All right. Now to go to the most highly contested. uh, Oh, wait. Before before we move, Uh, can I just bring a quick thing with Harry as well? Just to not leave him out because I just talked about EPA. Like, I didn't put Harry either for obvious reasons. I think he's going back to LCS next split anyway. So. Should I even like? Is it worth mentioning him that much or putting him here? I don't think it's worth. Like he's LCS. He's going back to LCS either on any other team or on TO. Yeah, I do want to say like it does seem like. I mean, there's been whisperings that Harry seems to be like a bit of a nerves issue, right? We've talked about it before. Like apparently he's a scrim god. Um, and I think this this demotion really shows that, right? Like he comes down and it's like not only is he like unleashed like he appears to be playing looser and much more you know he's looking a lot better but he appears to like he looks he does not look like he did when he was in academy last year right he looks way better than even that um and you know i think that's the results of like all this you know high level scrim experience he got too where he was able to play against some of the best mids in the world in scrims and and hold his own apparently so i hope he gets that lcs shot on like maybe uh less uh big high pressure environment and can maybe show a little bit more of this on the lcs stage yeah i have nothing to say about yep. these two um we can move on you guys covered it <laughs> cool cool bot elaine this is sure to be a sweep surely this yeah. is yeah can we jump the most, got, uh, valuable, the most valuable prospect the most valuable scary. prospect <laughs> i'm sure he is going to win it it is masu yeah, with no yes. AP in the league, it's massive. It is 100% yeah. massive. I actually have scary that... cheer. I, I have <laughs> scary cheer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if he actually had it, but yeah, no. Nah, he, he's, he's the perfect combination of 
if Flycene needed him to, he would just sit back and farm on Aphelios in a similar fashion that Arrow did and then just take over fights. His fight game sense is spectacular, particularly he finds the tightest windows to capitalize on things. The hardest thing you can do as an AD carry is successfully choose when to actually come out of your protective shell and try and make a play in a fight because there's so many, so many... The best AD carry, Viper has moments, Ruler has had moments where he has stepped forward and they have gotten completely blown up because they thought, oh, I can flash this wall and, and win the game. And they're the best in the world. Uh, and that's the hardest thing nope. to make up. And while they're not, well, well, Masu is not on their level. I'm not saying that. But say in, the con in the vacuum of the NACL, I watched so many games where in fights, he made the decision to jump forward, the hardest decision as an AD carry, and they panned out. Uh, so he's playmaking. He can sit back and farm up. Like, Gordo wants his bot laners to be just all around ready for the LCS. I know this is probably not the best comparison possible because I know the team is not that good. But, it, like, I feel like one of the best ways to or to try and show Masu would be the play he did on Kai'Sa against Sacco this weekend, where he, I think it was a 4v1, where he just moved around towards the side ulties over up unbelievable stripes upwards kills two kills i think the one you just as he's dying like that's the perfect example of how good mazu is and how well he can play around with the damage thresholds with the ad carry like he's really good with that yeah no i absolutely agree with what both of you guys have said and i i thought tds was about to steal my point there when he was trying to make a point yeah. of comparison uh, but he was just listening to play. I think if there's like a like a historic LCS comparison point for Masu, I, he's like a baby double lift to me. Yeah, I was about to he say reminds that, yeah. me so much of like older school like goat double lift. And I never watched old LCS. I'm ex so I yeah, know. I mean, I'm really I don't know. I, that's that's the point of comparison I'm gonna use when it comes time for me to hype people up on Masu next year. Uh, when he's starting for probably FlyQuest, like I think Prince is probably on his way out. Yeah. So I think I think Masu has like a really solid path to LCS here and um trademark and uh, i'm really excited to to see him follow that because yeah i think he is he is the potential to be like this next he's like this year's like jojo i think he's like the young player that's really like come up and he's slamming everybody and he's gonna be a big player to look at next split i um i i, I will end this segment by quoting cubby get him the hell out of my league <laughs> go to the lcs young blood get out of here yeah he's too just good. by the way also Looking, looking at, at talking a bit about the FlyQuest thing, I feel like this is one of the times where you have the easiest, well, the the most scripted and easiest path to, path towards LCS, right? Because it's just about as a Korean like import is failing miserably, the team is blowing up, and I'm pretty sure FlyQuest doesn't want to spend the same amount of money they spend in this roster. Like this roster cannot, in any possible way, be cheap. That means that now you have to try and go back, kind of what TL did, and they have Masu now to try and replace a great AD carries, which I think it's it's a good way for them. And the funny thing is, I don't think they need to hyper blow up the roster. Like they can keep Vulcan, they keep Spica, they bring up Masu, and they can keep Impact because I think that he at the very least has one more year. Uh, say and then you just over. bring a mid laner, plug and plug and play a mid laner. If you don't want to play Spyrax, I would give him the opportunity, but if not. Bring up a mid laner, young, and yeah, then Perry. you play with that. You can also you could promote Yuji too. I mean Yuji, we were all we all had him on our list somewhere, and he's grandfathered in to not count as an import too. So I was gonna say Faisal for impact, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So many, actually with all of their woes, with all of their woes, are in a really good position. So many pieces to work with I'm, here. For I'm gonna save class. my point to this for our 
Okay, let's just move on. I think we should move on to support. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, conversation let's do support. Uh, uh, whoever wants to go, I'll just get I'll out of the way then. Oh. Uh, you want to go first? No, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to quickly like point it out because we we're in the flag restraint, right? It's winsome to me. Yeah, I, I think same. he and Win and like I was saying, Masu is the best AD carry, but I think that Winsome was one of the best supports. Obviously, to me, the best support had so many good moments with the engage supports to try and bring up flight for them. I think his work with UG is really, really nice to set up for the place for flight quest. And also, I think that he did what he did at the beginning of spring with Prince, with Masu. And that's just enable your AD carry in the best possible manner to allow for him to be the the biggest star of the show. And I think that that's precisely what Winsome was able to accomplish with Masu, doing consistently in the split. I think one of the best bot lanes is not the, be the best bot lane, obviously. I think contesting with Arrow and Kingdom, but in a different manner. And it just, to me, goes to show how good Winsome is. And I hope that he's not going to get the diamond like treatment and he's going to be in the limbo as well or the fake out treatment and stay in the limbo um yeah yeah I also, have, uh, I also have winsome um i want to make sure so i want to make this whole point because we started talking about fly quest i think that winsome is so good i'm also a biased uh, league avid watcher because I'm biased to the supports that can play engage supports very, very well. Anyone that's been listening to me talk about Zazel know that's how I feel. Uh, Winsome was the best engaged support player this split. Uh, but my favorite thing that really elevates him for me is it's kind of that deal where it's like if you play one style, you can if you, you can understand you have to understand how the opposite style plays against you to capitalize over them, right? So Engage support players have to know really well how to play against Renata, Braum, players, champions like that to capitalize on their engage. Winsome plays an amazing Renata. He played a really good Braum at points this split. So he not only knows how to play engage well, he knows how to play disengage as the best support in either of those categories, in my mind, this split in NACL. I think that Winsome, and he's already showed that, we talked about how he showed that on the LCS stage at a point. I think FlyQuest got too caught up in the Ayla race back when they grabbed him. Uh, and I think Vulcan was a plug because, you know, they wanted to bring in some more fandom. I'm so, I think that Masu and Winsome should be starting for FlyQuest next LCS split. I think that they are oh, that good. Uh, I think that Vulcan is kind of on the way out of the league in a lot of ways. Or, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a, well, he's at least like this. Right? We all agree. He, I don't think he's jumped up like he did on EG. And I think they should just pull the trigger and bring these two up together because it is very fun to watch both of them play. And I think their bottom lane is first team all pro for that reason. So I have, well, I have, we Zazel. Both have Zazel. Yeah, yeah, I have Zazel. I don't know. I, I, I give so much of the credit to Masu. Like, I feel like when I think of all the big Masu moments throughout this split, it's often been like him out playing individually while Winsome is off doing something else. Um, that's not to say that Winsome's done a bad job. Um, but and I just haven't seen a lot individually from him that's, like, blown me away. I agree the Renata games have been pretty good. Uh, I think the champion pool's been solid. Um, 
But I just gave a lot of credit to Zazel. I think Zazel's been fantastic on a lot of those picks as well. Uh, I think he's still best in slot in the league. I think, you know, he doesn't look as lane dominant or as flashy as he did alongside Lost, but I think a lot of that uh, is because he's with Meech now. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I think Meech is just never going to be that guy. I don't think Meech is going to play that style, but I think Zazel enables Meech to be the best version of Meech. Um, by like, you know, you just make sure he gets through, keep the boy safe for as long as you can, uh, play the enchanters as needed and, and become up huge later on. So I'm still really high on Zazel. I think he plays it all. I think he plays it all really well. Um, I think he's a big shot calling force for this team. Uh, and I think he deserves a lot of the credit. Whereas I'm like leaving some other members of DSG out. Uh, Zazel's my guy who I really keep on in. Yeah, I got Zazel. I think Zazel is, um, like, at this point, you have to have the discussion about Zazel as, like, one of the best supports North America has ever seen for his time in, um, I, I say one of because I think he's probably top 10, maybe he's jumped up to top five for me. Just all of the things that he's done. Uh, has he not coached? He's done NACL. He's helped bring people up to the league. And even when he was in the league, he was incredible. So I give to Zazel another incredible split for him. I also really enjoy Zazel, so I will admit my personal you know, biases. Um, I feel like this is, this is my quacky. You know, this is my um, this is my scary Jerry. Quacker? Um, except for quacker, sorry. Um, except for the big differences. You can have pet names for him. This is, I mean, I, apparently not because I didn't even put him in my top three. Um, He's stealing my bit. Zazel's mind. Heads off. Nah, well, you, you're right. Should have put him at number one then. Should have put him at number one. I steal him away. He wasn't as good as Winsome, unfortunately. He was better. In he, my he, he needs to be, both of them should be in the LCS in my mind. Zazel yes. had LCS offers. Um, I'm assuming they were from Immortals and Dignitas. So good on you for declining those, big guy. I actually think Zazel shouldn't be in the LCS. I really like him as kind of like a, I mean, he's older at this point. Like, just coach people up, you know? I, I don't think he needs to be stealing slots from young talent. And the thing is, I, I feel like right now, support-wise, I don't think you want to keep that many, like, in the LCS anyway, in that in that sense. Because even, like, just considering about, like, the support pool and what was potentially, like, in the between, right? Diamond got replaced by Poom. Let's say that Poom doesn't replace that replace Diamond. Then you can you have Poom on the horizon that can't come back into the league. Would you really want to take away the spot from Poom to give it to Sazel? But like his role right now is probably much better for the overall ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I don't think that there's that many prospects anyway that are the, from the support position that are supposed to go up. So I feel like you can keep him on the like on the perch and use him as a, even though it sounds kind of bad, like as a test to know if someone is really better or more possible to go up compared to say so. And I remember, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, like there, I think it was Kobe that tweeted that there were like, there was interest for Cecil, but it seems like Cecil is just has other priorities. And that's why he likes this sort of more open schedule for himself. I think it was something along those lines. So yeah. as long as it fits for him, it's better, no? I also, yeah, I just like, assume he didn't, he got offered a spot on Dignitas and he didn't want it. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. I, don't I, blame him at all. Yeah, I, I don't blame him at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's a valid point that you shouldn't be blocking out guys like Poom or if you want to pull up Winsome or... Ayla. You know, others or, or well, well Ayla's already in the league, Ayla, he was in I the also, league, but... I'm also selling stock on Ayla. Uh, but what? like, I, I think he 
he could be like the cornerstone of one of those LCS winning rosters. I mean, do we really think that if you put Zazel in where Sven's playing on Cloud9, there's a change like in play? I don't think so. I mean, maybe he play style because so, Sven but... plays Enchanters, but like... So the thing Sven. here for me with is with Zazel, more uh, also with that regard, I don't think that he makes a roster worst. I think that he can perfectly find being uh, in a championship roster. And just to make the point quick, like the, the thing is, I don't think he also wants to be in the spot where he has to be like, but do you want me to go or do I need to stay? Or do you want me to hold up in here? Or like, are you going to get another guy? Like that sort of situation. I feel like he's more, or he feels better just being in the spot where he can decide his own future. He's a like, bridge say, support, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and I and I think he's more comfortable with that. Like, remember the time with no work? Like, he could have perfectly fine go to any any academy like spot. But he just won with no work the the proving rounds, but he decides to take an off split. Like, I think he just wants to have control over whatever he does, and I I can respect it. Like, I feel like that's a fine enough decision to go off, especially at this point in your career where maybe also... world is not really the 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 desire for you. He also has to deliver um, presents every Christmas time, which you have to imagine takes a toll on a man. <laughs> That's a really random Keep the beard, Zazel. Keep the, the beard. beard. <laughs> I love it. I love the beard, Zazel. Let's go. Whoop. All right. Let's do, let's do a super, super quick discussion of playoffs just because uh, we've already gone so long on our all-pro teams. Um, we'll chat more on playoffs as they uh, transpire. Uh, but to start things off here, we do have a uh, a playoff bracket from the NACL. Uh, let's just run through each matchup, give some quick thoughts, and, and then we'll close out the episode. Uh, starting things off in round one, it is going to be TL Challengers taking on Maryville University in a tight race. <laughs> so this is a bye week, right? Like, this is, the, this is a bye week. I forgot that one. Did. This is just a bye week. They don't even, it, it, yeah. Yep. It's I a mean, good practice match. I like it. There's nothing to say. This is a two L. Move this on. Is, this yeah. is Kanye West scoring a hundred on a wheelchair basketball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! I wouldn't go that far. Okay, it was Bonfire. We are didn't you say Maribel? anything. Well, because he's actually watched Maryville this split, and they've had moments, <laughs> and they've also if because I don't, you don't know, they've taken games off TLC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Once again, we'll, and we'll I'm come back and next I'm year, and it'll be a By the way, it's gonna be a two L. It's gonna be a two L. Yeah, it's Maryville. Maryville is uh, one. one one Link's internet connection away from not even being here. <laughs> True. True. No. That or just one brain turned on from Taco. Sorry, I <laughs> yeah. have to bring that up, but. It's, it's well, six games of Lunasia away from maybe not being yeah. here. Yeah. All right. So TLC 2 0. We, we can move on. Uh, their opponent coming in around two is going to be the winner of Fear versus Wildcard. This is the oh, coolest matchup of the week. This one is worth yeah. maybe a little bit of discussion. Ah, this is really hard to call for me. This is so difficult. It comes down to it comes down to one thing for me. Um, I, I if Shochi can break through Saligo's passive play to give himself leads, I think Fear can win it. But I think it's going to be Wild Card two one because I trust Keel more in these spots. Wild Card two one. I I agree. I'm also on the Wild Card two one. What I think it's going to come down to is what Wild Card's cooking. Like, they're going to come in with, I'm really excited for this team in playoffs where they get, like, a whole week to really prep for one specific team. Um, and that's specifically because, like, remember back to when Wildcard were able to 2-0 Team Liquid 
Um, what they did was, you know, they, they really came in with a solid game plan. They had the Sejuani mid with the carry junglers, uh, the Belveth and the Viego. Um, so, like, they had, like, a whole anti-mirror game plan there to, like, be able yep. to invade and dominate through mid-jungle. Uh, and, like, they were very open that they were like, yeah, we drew, we drew this up because we wanted to beat Team Liquid. And, you know, this is how we thought best to do it. I, I think the way to beat Fear is, like, super obvious, right? I think you can't mid and you, you know, you get some good, like, mid-jungle duos and you look to crush Shochi and you know that Shochi's going to be up in your face trying to carry the game. Um, so I think that's like super punishable. I think wildcard's the team to punish it. Um, yeah, I think they're going to come out here with like some, some really solid mid jungle duos that are going to be really tough. Like they're going to play like Oriana Shaco or some stupid garbage and they're just going to be <laughs> killing Shochi on cooldown, baby. Uh, so I'm also taking wildcard. This is a hard one to call, but I think that the big divide will be on on how the second game goes because to me wildcard wins off of a streak they don't 2-1 the series to me they win 2-0 but i think no 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 but i it's not my scoreboard like i think if they win the series it's off of a 2-0 like they win the first and they have to immediately win the second because i think that if if they win the first one and they lost uh, they lose the second one fear win against them 2-1 and i think it's going to be 2-1 fear cool cool fair Will be fun. To I look think back it goes on. three regardless. Personally, you think what? I think it goes three regardless. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's difficult to not say it goes to three. Yeah, good matchup. Good chance. It's a good matchup. Thank That's the best game bad. for sure. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. Up next is gonna be Fly Challengers up against Ooh. Evil Geniuses Challengers. This might be closer than it looks, but I'm still going to take Fly Quest. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking them two. I, I think. Uh, yeah. I think they. Yeah, this is shut out the sturdy the the sturdy uh is that first team all pro sturdy right there <laughs> it is it's, it is first team all pro sturdy but it's like i mean it's third team all pro ug and third team all pro spyrax and first team all yeah. pro masu so yeah, this is it's it's going to yeah i'm going to end up giving it to fly guys i'm going to say it's 2-1 i think eg sneaks one in there um but yeah i think i got to give it to fly this is like once... hydrogen Oh, I was just gonna say this is like hydrogen bomb versus coughing child for me of like FlyQuest 2 0. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I was once a dreaming child like Gordo and thought maybe And then you, you had to fight a hydrogen it. bomb and <laughs> well, <laughs> went downhill from there. Bomba came came exactly. No, I just want to end this with two old fly C. I was thinking maybe there's hope, but honestly I it's CGC. Anything can happen, and anything can happen means something bad is going to happen. <laughs> double-edged double sword. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Well, sounds like we don't have any more hot takes on that one. Let's do DSG versus AOE before we close on out the series. Um, <sighs> I think this one is 2-1 uh, DSG, but I think AOE confidently take a game off of them. Really? I also have 2-1 DSG. Wow. Yeah, I, I would say 2-0 DSG here. I, I think I like AoE. I think they've shown some cool stuff, but I think it's a it's a little bit of a mismatch. I think DSG are like really it's interesting. I think DSG have like the most binary matchups, right? I think they have a couple of teams in this bracket where they are just like super well equipped to beat them. I think one of them is AoE. I think the other one is fear. Um 
Because, like, Fear just wants to fight you all the time, and I think DSG then, like, get a good opportunity to flex their mechanics. And I think the AoE one in particular, it's almost like the reverse. Like, I think AoE is going to have a lot of difficulties uh, when they just get, like, straight-up skill-checked in every lane uh, by a team like DSG or by a team like Fear. Like, I think that's that's where AoE, I think, is going to have more struggles to me. Um, I think Will might be able to build up some advantages in the jungle, but I think it's probably not going to matter. Um, I also think that the top lane diff is going to be a massive problem in this series. I think Fake God is going to yeah. demolish Concept. Yeah. Um, so, I, AoE, be on the lookout for uh, for Quacker in this offseason. I think that's a good choice for you guys. Didn't they play with Quacker? Yeah, they did in the promo save. relegation tournament. They did also so, some whisperings behind the scenes. Uh, they were also looking at Quacker for this split, and they decided to go with Concept. Guess not, yeah. So I want to just go with the DSG here to also follow up on something for later, and it's that this matchup and the Flycy one are, to me, the ones that will indicate if DSG is going to win it all or not. One, because I want to see them win this one consistently, which I think it's one of the hardest parts. And then the next one, because I think that Flyce is probably going to be their toughest matchup because of bot lane. They can, I feel like in the rest of the map, there's a good matchup between both of them. But Flyce is the one, the one place where they completely outclass the other side is bot lane. And it's particularly because of the AD carries. I think supports are quite close. AD carries is the main difference, really. And I think that that's why DSG, uh, these are the two matchups that I really want to look closely for DSG. And depending on the outcome, I can say confidently that they would be champions. I still would think, and I and maybe this is a hot take or not, I think DSG is going to win it all. And I'll just say it from now, uh, right now. I think DSG wins it all. But these are the two matchups that really will tell me if I can say it confidently or not. I'm still picking TLC to win it all. I, I think they've, especially with Harry, I think he's... Yeah, I think it's fair. He's smurfing on fools. I've got a EG chat. No, I'm just kidding. I got TLC. <laughs> I am stuck between TLC and Fly C, and I will not be making a pick till after this week because I think round one opponent matchups are a good way to tell. Is he allowed so... to do that? You know There's what? no also rules here, Bonfire. No. Yeah. It's the Wild West. So it's kind of I, You know what? I will also go one step farther because I, I kind of want to look good if it does happen. <laughs> I think the final, the grand final, not not winners. The grand final is DSG Flyzy. Okay. Wow. Mm. Spicy. Might get a preview of that coming in around two. So yeah, that's true. That'll yeah. be a fun thing to talk about on the show next week. But we're over two hours now, so we're going to close things out here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this far. I'm sure there's going to be some fun highlights to be clipped from all of our All Pro discussions. And we'll be back next week to break down first week of playoffs and start getting into some real playoff predictions for deeper into the bracket. So not going to want to miss that one. We are going to see you there. Until then, stay tuned to the NACL, and thanks again for tuning in.